if you fuck around with us, if you do something bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never been done before. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Never stop fighting for what you believe in and for the people who care about you. Carry yourself with dignity and pride. Demand the best from yourself and be totally unafraid to challenge entrenched interests and failed power structures. You must stay at home. If you don't follow the rules, the police will have the powers to enforce them. The Prime Minister has announced the most drastic limits to our lives that the UK has ever seen in living memory. Stay at home and stay at least two metres away from people. We have got to put in place the public health surveillance, the isolation, the quarantine, the case finding, the detection. We have got to be able to show that we can go after the virus. What's your estimate for us being able to give someone we just met a hug? Well, I wouldn't recommend it. Really, to get to the point where this is totally sorted is when we have a treatment or a vaccine. The ultimate solution is a highly effective, safe vaccine, but there will be a trade-off. We'll have less safety testing than we typically would have, and so governments will have to decide, you know, do they indemnify the companies and really say, let's, let's go out with this? This paper was prepared by SAGE's behavioural science subgroup. The perceived level of personal threat needs to be increased amongst those who are complacent using hard-hitting emotional messaging. I'm struggling to see how this is not a direct psychological attack on everybody in this country. It is, Mike. This is the British government using applied behavioural psychology to make people frightened so that it can put its agenda in place. For many years, totalitarian and authoritarian states have used the power of fear to engineer compliance in populations. You won't be able to travel on air travel unless there are mandatory vaccines. So what we see everywhere is yet again, the problem is being created. Now they're offering the solution, but what they're doing in the interim is they wish to take away all of our civil liberties as human beings. They're running it. The Gateses are running the whole vaccine operation. They're running the World Health Organization. This will be the new normal until a vaccine is developed. We are at a pivotal point in the history of the human race, literally. Because there will be no human race as we know it if we don't get our asses in gear now, worldwide. To snitch or not to snitch, we're setting neighbors against one another in order to control people is deeply sinister. Most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household, at family level. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a safe and dignified manner. DCF's Division of Child Protection and Permanency may be called to take custody of your children. 
So should we do something now? Are we going to roll over and let them take our kids? We're going to let them go door to door, declaring medical martial law on the parents, and then taking the kids. I am now directing medical officers of health that all confirmed cases are to be managed in a quarantine facility. You either get your tests done and make sure you're cleared, or we will keep you in a facility longer. So I think people, most people will look at that and say, I'll take the test. I don't care who you are, I don't care what walk of life you are from, the moment you start raiding people's houses or even organising a protest, you live in a dictatorship. I've been arrested for my daily walk, for, day, for walking down the street. Fascism! This is fascism! This bill enables the police to enter a home without a warrant. Madam Speaker, the police have never held that power. You need to open your fucking eyes, Australia, and understand what's happening. This isn't normal. This isn't a mild inconvenience if you just follow the rules, everything's going back to normal. This is fucked up beyond belief how crazy this is. They ruined our businesses. They've treated us like animals. They're kicking in doors without warrants and taking people away. They're lying on their certificates. They're using palliative care numbers for people that are dying of COVID. The most unethical, immoral thing I've ever heard of in my life. It sat back and allowed evil to run completely rampant over everybody. And we thought that somehow it wasn't going to affect us. But now, man, we're staring into the headlights of something that's going to run our ass over. What the fuck is going on in Australia? That is called treason, people. Treason. Look the word up. This is the time, friends. This is the time. These masks have absolutely nothing to do with health, but everything to do with the complying with the false flag tyrannical agenda. Nobody is listening. They don't care what is happening to these people. I'm going to ask you Protests are not safe. Protests are selfish. Protests are potentially very dangerous. This is also a test of humanity to see how much of our liberty we will let go before we finally draw the line under enough. We the people are waking up. They don't need celebrating. They need calling out. They need exposing for what they're doing. But you don't have a choice. People act like you have a choice. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. No, I will not cooperate with our own enslavement and there are billions of us and a handful of you. Our freedom is worth fighting for. Our freedom is worth dying for. Our children will have a future. Our freedom will be upheld. We are the people. We are the power. We are the 19 The sleeping lion is stirring. It's starting to wake. And when that lion roars... Checkmate. Love you. This could be the turning point when humanity got off its freaking knees.
Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode four. This is episode four. And we're kind of struggling at the moment because the powers that be keep removing us. Um, Let me just clarify that essentially this podcast is my baby and I am the main person. So if you ever do send a message or anything to our Instagram page, it's going to be me you're speaking to. It's frustrating because initially we were taken down for spam. Uh, Most of you will have seen that. And then everything was fine. I spoke to to someone at at Spotify or Anchor, which is the same company. And uh, he was like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. I don't know why that's happened. Now, we had a few theories, but I'm not going to go into those as to why that might have happened. And he put us back up. There was a bit of teething problems getting us back onto Spotify. And then we were back up and it was fine. And then within a few days we were back down again. So it's a little bit of a roller coaster for us. I did want to give up. I'm not going to lie. I had a had a week of, okay, is there any point if we can't even get our message out there? And how many times do I need to tell myself over and over that when that happens, you fight back. And you've got to be that role model for other people to fight back if it happens to them. So here we are. I don't know where you're listening from right now, but... We're trying to make this happen because guess what? We are going to do this. No matter what they say, we're doing it. I'm doing it. So thanks for joining. And uh, this particular podcast might be a little bit. I don't know where you might be listening from, wherever you are listening from. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm hoping that a few of the people who follow my podcast have maybe sent you my way because I want this to be something for you specifically, not for... Uh, my usual listeners who are already you might call them conspiracy theorists or truthers I want this to get to the people who are confused I want this to get to the people who are thinking there's something not quite right here and I don't say anything to my friends or there's something not quite right here I don't say anything to my family because they all believe this way and that's maybe the right way to believe but something inside is irking you and thinking you're thinking okay it doesn't sit right. Why does it not sit right? And there's a really obvious answer to that question. They might sound a bit like hippie doodah or a bit out there, but it's that is your higher self and your intuition telling you that, yeah, you're right. There's something else going on. Everything that's stopping you from feeling that is social, it's engineered, it's part of the system and it's part of your programming. And one of the most difficult things to understand for us and people who are just trying to live their life is that you've been programmed. And so it's a very difficult wall or house to break down because it's been built all around you. And you've been told you can't leave that house. And if you leave that house, you'll be alone. And that's one of the most... I would say scary things that most people have to deal with when they've started to question the narrative or start to question their own reality. So we're going to break that down tonight. We're going to help you. And you might be like, okay, why does this random person on the internet want to help me? And what you may or may not know is that there are a ton of us who do. We really do. Not only does it help you step into your true power and we know how special that is. Secondarily to that, if you're awake or you become awake, or you become a a self, 
a critical thinker and think for yourself, that helps everyone. That helps all of us because we unite together instead of being divided, which is exactly what they want. And I keep saying they, which will come later and we'll kind of explain who they are. This is a lot to unpack. So there's three things that I want to go over before you even get into this podcast or even dive in. A, I want you to be able to listen to this without any distraction. So if you're driving, I mean, this is for the ones who I'm really trying to get to. This is for the people who are in that middle ground and don't really understand what's going on because the most heinous thing to me is that you are only given part of the story. You could make the decision about potentially vaccinating yourself with an experimental drug if you had all of the information available to you and don't switch off don't turn this off because you heard that that's not me going i'm an anti-vaxxer because my own mother is is a pro-vax but she is not pro-vax for this and there's many reasons why she is a pediatric nurse for 40 years and she's she's pro-vax she's seen children die of, of things that could be vaccinated against she is certainly not pro-vax about what's going on right now. And, and that's one of the biggest things for me to see as, as beautiful as it is. That is also not because they've pitted people against each other in such a way it diverts you away from the real enemy. So the anti-vaxxers and the pro-vaxxers and everybody is against each other. Maskers, anti-maskers. You, you know, you get the drift, you catch the drift. So... There's three things that I want you to do before you listen to this, if you can. doesn't matter if you can't and you're like, okay, yeah, nah, Ray, I'm feeling fine. Like, I can deal with this kind of conversation. I like to listen to other people's point of views. But for some people, it's really difficult because they, again, they've done it on purpose so that we don't communicate. They've tried to separate us as much as possible in so many different ways that we can't come together and communicate properly. So the first thing I would say out of the three things is that it's simply to relax it's to relax and think no matter what is said in this podcast as much as it may go against everything that I know as in know as in somebody has told you who's in a white coat or on a tv screen or on social media if it goes against what everything that you know that's okay right it's okay it doesn't mean that you're gonna suddenly believe us it's not gonna if you listen to this it's not gonna mean you're gonna suddenly turn into a conspiracy theorist just like that that's the main thing that's number one so just take a deep breath and think you can come out of this and not listen to anything that we said and that's okay that's the beauty and of so being human. the second thing is that i want you to try and clear as much as possible as much of your mind as you can that's gonna, as soon as you feel yourself going, no, no, that's not right, that can't possibly be right, I want you to say to yourself, just just give it a sec, let's just listen. Because as soon as you say no, everything else is noise and you don't listen to the words that are being said. I'm not trying to talk to you like, this is, this is uh, simple, because it's not, it's a very difficult thing for people to do when they're hearing something completely opposite to what they're used to. And so that's the second thing. 
to try and just ground yourself and just become okay okay i'm gonna listen to this podcast see where it goes see where it takes me if i resonate i'm here you can message me we can talk it's fine you don't need to follow me and follow everything and agree with everything that i have to say about the world but you can talk to me about this and you can talk to me about how you feel about it i would love that that would be amazing and you don't have to agree with me and i'm not going to come at you from a horrible point of view or anything i just want to hear what you've got to say the third one is they as i keep saying they have made this <laughs> how do i put this uh essentially they have a team of amazing psychologists who know exactly how we work and they have put together a scheme or a system to you might think this is a really crazy word to use but brainwash they're hypnotizing us they're brainwashing us and when you're outside and you pull yourself out of that and you look at it from if you zoom out and you look at it inwards wow it's so much different when you're caught up in it which is what most people are right now they don't see anything else you know there was this scene on the tv yesterday which was so gross me and my mother was were just like staring at each other with our mouths just just dropped and it was a soap on the uk tv and um one of the actors uh said that he'd had his second injection and he was nearly crying and he couldn't wait to hug his son and his son was stood there and there was hope now and it was like going on for like five minutes and we were like wow this 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 is some serious propaganda when it's leaking from the news into TV shows, and not just movies like pre preemptive programming, which is another subject. But essentially, what people need to realize is that they've done this very craftily. <laughs> they've done an amazing job, a really amazing job, to to most people. And when you're in it, you can't see anything else. So I want you to take a moment before we begin to just recognize that we don't know everything. Everything that you're learning is from someone else. What do they know? Do you know those people? Are they money oriented? Have they been bribed? Are they trying to profit from you? One of the biggest things before we even begin is if you take this experimental drug, this vaccine, whichever one you want to choose. Nobody is liable if you're hurt. And I don't mean hurt as in your arm hurts. I don't even mean death, which is a probability. Well, let's say a possibility. I mean 10, 15 years down the line, if you're a woman like me, you can't get pregnant. And you just think, okay, well, I just can't get pregnant. I, I'm the problem. When really that experimental drug that you took five, ten years ago made you that way. I'm not trying to fear monger with this podcast. This is something that I've wanted to get like done for a while now. But this isn't for me to fear monger. This is for me to present to you the facts. This is for me to show you the timeline from a position of, of not listening to the news because the thing is that most people don't realise the news are not out to look after you. They're not They're not there to look after you. If they were, then we would hear everything, but they only choose certain subjects so that you can be selectively outraged. 
prime example of the most recent thing was uh, Harry and Meghan, right? Absolute outrage. Whatever you believe about that is absolutely fine. But I, I did not see the outrage when it came to Prince Andrew and he, him being a pedo. I, I didn't see that. I didn't see any of that. Even if you don't think he's a pedo, <laughs> he was like friends with one of the most prolific pedophiles to ever have walked the planet. These people have you in a glass and they can just release you whenever they feel like so that you are divided and angry with your neighbour, with your friends, with people who don't agree with you. Because all of this discourse is good. They think it's not. This is why they're shutting everything down. This is why they're shutting this podcast down. This is why they're shutting us down on social media. It's not because of disinformation or misinformation, which, by the way, a lot of that is coming out from Provaxes. It's actually because if you hear us and you resonate, they've lost you. They've lost you to the truth. Not to us, because we're not the opposite of them. We're not trying to pull you over to another news station. We're trying to help you realise how powerful you are when you begin to think and, and, you know, actually discern for yourself and look at everything around you and, okay, I believe this because of my morals internally. There's a lot of work that has to happen before you get there, but you have to begin with starting to break down the walls and shatter the matrix that surrounds you. So this is a long intro, I didn't want it to be this long, but I hope that whoever you are, wherever you're listening from, this can help you gain some clarity. This can help you see things differently and this can help you potentially save yourself because you may go and think, I'm going to take this experimental drug and because my friends have had it or um, they say that I need it to go on holiday. And then again, five, 10 years time, you have a serious illness or you're infertile or all sorts of different reasons why uh, it might have affected you. And you think, shit, if only someone had have given me a different set of truths and I say that from a perspective of, they're lying. I'm not going to try and prove that to you, but they are lying. They're lying for profit and they're lying for gain. If you don't agree with that, look at how people feel before every election and how much they hate politicians. And then look at how everybody's doing exactly what the politicians say now. They've warped and twisted and just annihilated everything that's right up is down, down is up, everything is inverted, you, you don't even know which way is right. And it's because they've programmed you to never think for yourself, well today that's going to change. I want to be able to help you do that. So whether I do or not is the, you know, is the question, but at the end of the day, if I can reach one person and help them from not making a life-changing decision, wrong decision, instead of simply catching a virus that's 99.7% curable. I'm pretty sure that the odds of you getting into your car and dying is uh, 
higher than you you catching COVID and dying. So if you decide or you change your mind, that's great because you've done it for yourself, but you've just listened to the set of facts and the sources that we're going to give and the timeline of everything that's happened. So, okay, without going off <laughs> too much of a tangent there, um, tonight I am with Kosa and I am going to be with Abe and he is... Um, well, I'm going to let him introduce himself, but he's a great guy and he has a lot to bring to the table. I'm so excited for this. I've worked really, really hard on getting some some notes. I'm going to do some, I'll show this to you a little bit of ASMR now. I don't know if this is going to work, but you hear that? That, that all my, that thousand pages of notes right there, you hear that? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. We're doing this and I'm excited so once again enjoy the show guys. Uh, Mr. Chairman this is Dr. Harkinson I just want to let you know I'm standing by. Oh okay well we would love to hear from you. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Um, I'm, what I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, it's counter-narrative, and so, so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was pre previously an assistant professor in the faculty of medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And I might, you might say I know a little bit about all of this. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got uh, felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever. Paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. They're not even worn effectively most of the time. It's, it's utterly ridiculous seeing these unfortunate, uneducated people, I'm not saying that in a perjurative sense, seeing these people walking around like lemmings, obeying without any knowledge base to put the mask on their face. Social distancing is also useless because, because COVID is spread by aerosols, which travel 30 meters or so before landing. Enclosures have had such terrible unintended consequences. They should, you, everywhere should be open tomorrow. 
As was stated in the Great Barrington Declaration that I circulated prior to this meeting. And a word on testing. I do want to emphasize that I'm in the business of, te of testing for COVID. I do want to emphasize that positive test results do not, underlined in neon, mean a clinical infection. It's simply driving public hysteria, and all testing should stop unless you're presenting to hospital with some respiratory problem. All that should be done is to protect the vulnerable and to give them all in the nursing homes that are under your control. Give them all three to 5,000 international units of vitamin D every day, which, is, which has been shown to radically reduce the likelihood of infection. And I would remind you all that using the province's own statistics, the risk of death under 65 in this province is one in 300,000. One in 300,000. You've got to get a grip on this. The scale of the response that you're undertaking with no evidence for it is utterly ridiculous given the consequences of acting in a way that you're proposing. All kinds of suicides, business closures, funerals, weddings, etc., etc. It's simply outrageous. It's just another bad flu. And you've got to get your minds around that. Let people make their own decisions. You should be totally out of the business of medicine. You're being led by, down the garden path by the chief medical officer of health of this province. I'm absolutely outraged that this has reached this level. It should all stop tomorrow. Thank you very much. All right, guys. So we have a special guest, and Carter is finally here again. Um, it's been a little bit of a while since we've spoken to her, so I'm sure you're all glad that, we, that she's here. And um, Abe's here as well, so I'm just going to get Abe to introduce himself. We've already had a, I'd say, a long chat, but you wouldn't even know the <laughs> how long. Probably like five hours now total. <laughs> um, so Jesus. Yeah, it's a, it's a little long I'm getting time. jealous, Ray. <laughs> I was like, well, why did, why did we not just record this, like this, this the other night? Yeah, just up till, you know, 4 a.m., because of the time difference but oh well it's worth it okay so um yeah if you want to give us a little bit of an introduction Abe like your background why you felt like you wanted to reach out and uh say that you'd like to be a part of this podcast then just go for it yeah absolutely so uh I'm a former biochemistry biophysics student from Oregon State I now live in the Midwest working with one of the largest medical organizations in um, in the U.S., aside from John Hopkins. If you're from Florida, I'm sure Coda knows what I'm talking about. Um, and I, I have a professional clearance for medical personnel, so I can uh, talk directly to CDC doctors, World Health Organization doctors, um, our own state health department, and the National Institute of Health. And since the beginning, I've been asking questions directly to them. I've gotten on, I mean, it started out just a, a simple phone call, but then I started to realize that they were withholding information. And if they were uh, the National Health Organization, they weren't really doing their job. Concerns grew. And every few months from then, that point, I was giving them calls and seeing if anything had changed because I knew the research that had come out 
for instance, CDC wasn't recommending vitamins until I think November 2020. And that blew my mind that they said they were not allowed to recommend vitamins. So concerns were um, confirmed and all the suspicions I'd had feeling kept being confirmed. And uh, when you said you were having a podcast and you were looking for guests, I thought, great, I've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, sounds like, well, I already know most of it, but yeah, it sounds like there's a lot that we can fit into this considering your background and everything that's kind of gone on. So would you say that when you were having these concerns, were you already suspicious of the situation? Or say if you were like completely, did you think that it was genuinely an organic event um, that, you know, was going ahead and um, you were, or did you have like, okay, this seems kind of weird, but we'll go along with it. And then I guess, did it all build up as it, as it went on? Um, For me personally, my sister was in Italy when the breakout happened. And so that was in January. And so I was actually aware of it a couple months before most of the general public, because my sister was already talking about lockdowns in Italy. And I kind of saw what was coming. And uh, everything that I felt the world government would um, do happened. So there wasn't really a buildup. It was just like a Every time they came out with a new restriction, it'd be like, ah, I knew that was coming. Like, <laughs> yeah. I saw that from a mile away. Yeah. And uh, it's now, if anything, it's getting to be a buildup of how are more people. I thought that it would actually trigger uh, more of a mass awakening to government over, um, overreach. Yeah. Yeah, overreach. Yeah, for sure. You could, yeah. If Question you're... for you, Abe, if I may. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Like, Okay, so you said that you're you're a biomedical student. I was. I dropped out in 2015. No worries. Uh, did you did you do any research or do you have any knowledge? I guess of um, past pandemics and what was going on. What could have been the cause for them in the past? Going all the way back to like 1918 with the Spanish flu and then uh, you know World War Two and the Hong Kong and all that stuff. All of those. Right. Right. Viruses. So. Back in 1918, I have read about them, and I did have a... We had a course on it, uh, but mostly I've just been reading about it in the last year. Um, I had biochemistry classes that addressed bacterial buildup and where that stems from. And so the 1918 seems like kind of a fluke during the war, um, and poor hygiene, and they weren't disposing of waste properly, and there was a buildup, and it seems to be more of a bacterial mm-hmm. uh, disease than a viral one. And since then, I would... It, it's, it's, very, it's almost impossible for an animal's disease to transmit to a human. Like, other than rabies, you literally have to be bit by a rabid animal. Most things can't transmit from animals to humans unless... They are manipulated. Um, Brett Weinstein is an evolutionary biologist, uh, world-renowned, and he talks about this too, that it's unless the virus is manipulated by humans, it's almost impossible to, to have an animal's disease transmit to humans. Yeah. And, you know, this is something that I'm going to ask the question about how we all felt when when the whole uh, breakout happened. But 
just to touch on on that, most people really did not uh, fall for this is coming from a bat. Even people who, let's just say, are not really like <clears throat> us, that maybe, you know, do think that the news has the best intentions and that, you know, they're receiving the correct information through the channels. Um, they, as far as I could see, I don't know whether you guys think any different. Yeah. Most people were like, yeah, I don't think that it's come from a bat. I, I, I... That's interesting that you, you brought that up and that you said it that way because it's, yes, there's, I, I don't know anybody who believes that it did come from a bat. Normies, lips, or whatever, whatever you want to label people. But at the same time, they still believe the same people who told them it came from a bat when they say other things. Right. Go. So, okay. Yeah. So, so they're like, uh, I don't believe it came from a bat. I do. I think most of them think, yeah, it was made in a lab, and it was released. And what really gets to, I think, most of us is, why are you not wondering why, and why are you not angry? Why aren't you pissed? What? Well, yeah, you should be pissed because they, they've come out and tried to murder people with it like that's the crux of it so no, they didn't just try they did and that's the yep. fucky part of it and people are, are just taking it right up the ass yeah yeah for sure so to ask to go back after the whole bat thing which might make people think a little bit who are listening uh we'll start with you Kota. It, do you want to give us like some insight into how you felt when everything was if you can take yourself back to how you felt when you heard it maybe on the news or whether it was um for you guys over there i think i think the first time you guys heard of it was was before the news started reporting was actually trump trump told you guys but they like covered it up with nancy pelosi's uh tearing up of this of the speech (laughs) so they didn't want anyone to know So I, I just he was remember. called xenophobic. I think March. Oh yeah, I, I want to hear you, Coda. March twenty second, I think, was the travel ban, and he was being called xenophobic. And then a month later, mm-hmm. he was being criticized uh, for not reacting properly <laughs> and not shutting down earlier. Yeah. And damned if you do, I damned if you hey, don't. Hey though. Yeah. We do. We do kind of have a Trump ban on this on this particular episode. <laughs> just a just an FYI for everyone. Um, <laughs> but we can say that for you guys over there was he was one of the first people to tell to tell the people about it before the news um, which was January I think but yeah uh, Carter, if you want to go and if you want to go ahead and tell us how you felt what you know your initial thoughts were like straight off the bat intuition wise I just I remember reading about it I remember this <laughs> very vividly like the first night that I heard about it laying on bed looking at my phone, reading things about it. And I was like, damn, this is going to get bad. Like there, something's going to come out of this, you know? And, um, this was, you know, I woke up to Q, uh, about a year ago. So when I did, um, you know, the virus was before that because the virus stuff they were talking about, I remember like the end of the first week in January of 2020, if I'm not mistaken, the second week, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just remember that it was going to get bad and I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, well, why are we restricting travel bans from China? But it's, do people not realize how quickly the shit spreads? And I hate to be like a, sound, I'm going to sound corny here, but there was this one movie, and I want to say it was, uh, it wasn't a zombie movie. 
<laughs> it was just like a regular contagion movie thing or whatever. Predictive programming, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And I remember that. And I remember them bringing out like, you know, the diagrams and shit on the movie screen and blah, blah, blah of it showing like how a virus can travel within 48 hours all across the globe because of traveling and all that. And I remember, I just remember thinking, I'm like, dude, everybody's dragging their fucking feet. We need to do something. We need to shut down everything. We, everything. I was very, very, I remember being extremely, what's the word? Um, just extreme about it. You know, I I wanted everything to be shut down. I wanted everything, whatever. If if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we needed to move quick. <clears throat> and I remember being a little frustrated um, with with the government, with Trump, with everybody, um, just because, you know, I felt like nobody was taking precautions back then. And, you know, feeling like that only lasted about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I was I started I remember when the news broke about the um, I cannot remember her name, but it was a uh, it was a scientist, a virologist who studied specifically coronaviruses in horseshoe bats. Like, couldn't get any more specific than that. Like, that was her life's work. She'd go into the caves out in, you know, in China, uh, 500 miles outside the city limits of Wuhan. And she would study those horseshoe bats that would live on cave ceilings, you know, 100, 200, 300 feet high. Mm -hmm. And just, I remember reading that and thinking, you know, how rare that would be to get a horseshoe bat into that market. Not saying it doesn't happen. I've never been to Wuhan, but... um, just the fact that it would happen so easily and so naturally at such a perfect moment in time, you know, the, you know, a year, the election year, especially everything happens on the election year. So, um, I, I just remember that, that, you know, there, there are too many coincidences with this for me to feel okay with this because that, that doctor was, you know, she wound up missing. I don't think they ever found her body, nothing like that, but she wound up missing and she still has never been heard from today. She was, she, she got murdered. There is, there is, sure. a, there is another one. Um, just really, I'm going to get you in it, but like literally looking up earlier for names, cause I wanted to make sure that I can, not that I can, not that I'm great with uh, pronouncing <laughs> names like this, but there was a whistleblower who, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's still alive. Uh, they, she definitely needed to disappear. She left her husband to disappear and would, <laughs> o- would only talk from certain locations. Um, her name was Li Meng Yan and she fled China. She left her husband and she alleged that COVID-19 um, was being used for reckless experiments in military labs. I don't know whether the, whether she was the... Uh, she probably isn't the same one that you're mentioning, but... Um, yeah, she she spoke on numerous uh, places in the UK, um, and I remember it only getting like the smallest amount of airtime. And the thing is, like, mm-hmm. I've mentioned yes. mentioned so many times before, like when I'm trying to explain to people because I think there's this because of the news and stuff, and they try and make out whistleblowers to I don't know be like quacks or insane or whatever. These people risk their life to tell you the truth. We could at least do them the 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 duty of listening, you know, and and actually taking in what they're saying because, at the end of the day, they've they've probably lost. Well, she she's left a husband, you know, she's left a life, she's left a country, she's left her job, to tell us the truth, and and we just all go, ah, well, the news says that it she's can't be talking true. shit. Yeah, so it's yeah, it people, yeah, you destroyed her life, her whole livelihood for fifteen minutes of fame, yeah. and that's actually what people think. They think they. Like, oh, it's not true. She just wants a little bit of false information out there. 
and they disregard anything they have to say. And that's simply not true. She's a doctor. I think you said she was a doctor. Yeah, she she was uh, working in the in the labs, I believe. Um, I can just get her up again. I think I've still got her here. There was another one. There was another doctor. Um, that he was a he was a whistleblower, and he ended up dying. This is this is a common theme. These these whistleblowers yep. seem to die of COVID nineteen. Weirdly. Um. <laughs> And yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, you would think COVID nineteen came in the middle of the night and um, you know, put a pillow over their face and held them down. The COVID nineteen does that, didn't you know? Exactly. Yep. He's <laughs> called uh, Li Wenliang, and he tried to issue the first warning about the deadly coronavirus outbreak. And he yes. Ended, he ended, yes. Yeah. He ended up dying, and uh, I, I don't know what. Yeah, and he was. of COVID nineteen. Yeah, no, he was he was totally nuked. There's multiple people like this, and you can you can search this. It, it is available to find, but you have to search it out. The news are not going to tell you this. The news are not going to tell you. I mean, there are articles in the news, but the thing is that they're not on the the, the you know six o'clock news. They're not in the morning news. They're just they're put in there somewhere and then buried within the website. So you can find these these uh, articles, yes. but there's many. I know we're used to like. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I know we're used to like catering to people who have, you know, who are kind of in this community who are already researching and doing stuff like that on their own. They're used to that. But for anybody who isn't, if you can just find the time, just research some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like an hour a day if you want. And, you know, talk to people. Go on DuckDuckGo. Use Yandex. Whatever you can figure it out besides a regular search engine like Google, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. And watch what you find. For sure. That's a really good point, Coda. Um, I was going to ask you, Ray, what search engine were you just using right now? DuckDuckGo. But it... so a lot of people think Google is trustworthy. Just putting that out there, they're not. Don't. I mean, Google is biased and they're connected to a lot of world governments. So, th- I mean, that should be said for our listeners. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's different search engines that can be used. Um, if you're listening, you know, because I was saying in the introduction to this podcast, there's there may be people listening that have been sent here by their friends who, um, are, you know, wanting maybe if they're on the fence or they're thinking this isn't quite right, I want to listen to someone with, uh, or some people with a, a little bit of a different perspective, um, then yeah, they're here and they're listening. You might not ever have heard of DuckDuckGo but it's another search engine that you can use because what with google because they're owned by these these <laughs> probably mostly the ccp the chinese communist party um ding, ding, ding. everything is censored everything is is buried it's removed it's deleted as we've gone along in the past year as what we should call ourselves i guess uh independent journalists if we want to give ourselves that name but you know we're searching out the news because the real journalists are not are not doing it for us um we will see articles one day that are gone the next they are completely Mm -hmm. not there anymore and it's not a fluke it's not coincidence it's because that cannot censorship yeah we are living in a war People don't. People. Oh well, there's no missiles flying over my head, and there's no, there's no bombs being dropped. 
It's called the silent war for a reason. It's because it's quiet, it's hushed, and they don't want the sheep to know. And I would say it's that... It's a psychological warfare against people's minds. It's, it's a psychological warfare at this point about yep. who knows what and keeping the masses who don't know in the dark about what is actually going on. I think that as well, that's more effective, to be honest. Of course, yeah. You don't have anybody to fight if you dumb them all down. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if they can control what you think, which you're on this planet to think for yourself, even though you don't, some people don't even realize that that's, you know, a thing that they can do. They can formulate their own opinions without this, you know, social peer pressure or, you know, family or what they see on the TV or social media. You can, you can make your own decisions and, and, you know, bring your viewpoints up based on what you feel intuitively um but it, it definitely is how they've done it is is so clever so clever like props to them because of how they've done it and um how people don't realize that they've done it is just amazing to me um okay right Going off tangent. Your your origin story, both of yours. Yeah, let's go to Abe. Let's go uh, when they all started coming out. How you felt? Uh, about what? Uh, when COVID. <laughs> um, COVID K. Whatever whatever name you want to give it. I mean, it's got so many that we could just oh. give it any name. <laughs> just when when it first came out, how were you feeling? What did you think? Um, at first, I was worried that it was an actual dangerous virus that might devastate the population. I wouldn't put it past China to try something like that and succeed. Um, so I, I didn't know. I didn't take too many precautions. I'm pretty confident in my own health. But like if I was around my grandparents, I would wear a mask. Um, but um, I, I saw the writing on the wall that uh, this was an obvious power grab. Winston Churchill said, don't let a good crisis go to waste. And immediately we saw human rights going away. Uh, we have the HIPAA Act here in America, and it's supposed to be illegal to force somebody to do something if they have a medical condition. And you also can't ask what that medical condition is. And immediately that was like wiped off the board by a mandate. A mandate's not a law. So immediately I was concerned more about... Uh, the control and overreach than I was about my own health. And I would gladly, if somebody had COVID, I would ask them to cough right into my face and just to get it and see what it is. Uh, I don't think I'd die. I don't know what would happen, but I'd rather hey, do that. To just for it. Yeah, that too. Um, and I, but I did, don't, I did think it was politically motivated. Um, and I don't, I mean, we didn't talk, we talked about the bats and the unlikely possibility it came from that. There's a level four virology lab right in Wuhan. Two miles away from the about. market. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 go. Anytime you need to cut in, do it. Um, and nobody talks about that. And they had a safety violation uh, two years, or 2018. And back to the news. If if we're going to talk about if there is a real global pandemic that wipes like the Spanish flu that wipes out a significant population that gets it, this is not how we should respond to a deadly virus. That we responded incorrectly, and we got lucky that it wasn't as deadly as people assumed it was. But 
uh, information being hidden. The World Health Organization knew about it two months prior, and the CCP asked them to keep a lid on it. And that that's all out there now. Um, and they did. And, and, and no one's mad. No one's mad. Everyone's like, oh, okay. Well, the news didn't report it. Why? Yeah. The question is, why are people consistently trusting the same news organizations that have been manipulating them for a couple decades? Decades. Yeah. I, I don't get why people still trust them. There is so much evidence that they are not working for the people's best interest, and people still listen to them and act as if it's valid news. It's not news. It's propaganda. It really is mm -hmm. propaganda. Yeah, and you never, you're never going to be told that it is. This is, I think a lot of people believe that they're going to be, that there's going to be a person on the TV screen saying, hey everyone, just, just to let you know now, because obviously everybody has everything given to them and, you know, they're kind of being pandered to. We're uh, tyranny, we're going to give you a box of tyranny in like, uh, uh, you know, a really pretty sparkly with a bow on and, and we're going to give it you and it's going to be really nice and, and there you go, like... And, and everyone will be like, oh, okay, well, and then look inside and be like, oh, my God. Well, at least they told us, right? But they're, not, they're never going to tell you that this is happening. That That's the whole point of the of the operation, psycho like, psychologically. So I think that people genuinely believe that they're going to be told that they're under some sort of spell or whatever. That's not how it works. I know that sounds really simple. And like, oh, well, anyone with common sense would, would know that you wouldn't be told if someone was going to do that. But genuinely, I believe that people, oh, you, you know, these crazy conspiracy theorists, like, we would be, surely we'd be told if tyranny was going to happen. Like, we would be, we would, they <laughs> would need the big man on TV to say, say, to confirm what they're thinking, to confirm their right. doubts and everything. Surely we need to sign a consent form and, and say that it's okay. Like, no, that's, that's not how it's going to work. It, it never will it doesn't come in this it comes in a, a box well actually it comes in a well-wrapped box and you think that it's going to be amazing which is what this whole covid thing is um but yeah so just moving back to like if because i want to do this as like a timeline and like the origins and we've just touched upon the origins and how people should be more frustrated and angry about the fact that someone whoever that someone is or that group of people who uh, are involved in all of this have let out a virus which even if you believe that uh, most people believe that it's deadly um, deadly as in it could kill anyone uh, just to put that out there but isn't that enough to make you think okay who's my enemy and I, I touch on this a lot someone feeding you the lie yeah I touch on this a lot they, what they do is they manipulate you away from the enemy and they make you forget by not putting it on the news or not mentioning it every five seconds like cnn do when it comes to the things that they want you to be selectively outraged about they mm -hmm. they don't talk about it and you know you, you don't even well, think right, about the it. greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist yeah great quote Mm -hmm. So that that's what it comes down to. And, you know, it's something that always ticks me off ever since the beginning. And even now, it's even more prominent now is why are people not asking the most simple questions? Like, why are people allowed to be served alcohol in first class on a plane, but not the main cabin? 
and it's this is this comes down to control. This is all about control. You I, are being programmed. That. Is that, is that more and more each day? Is this a, is yes. this a COVID restriction? Yes. What? People can get served alcohol in the first class, but not in the main cabin. And regular everyday people who don't question shit are just like, dee, 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 dee. okay, this is totally fine. I won't get COVID if I'm in first class. No, it's about control. People are being programmed every fucking day more and more to like accept authoritarianism, enslavement measures, and you know to look down and ostracize others who aren't. Mm-hmm. And that's it's all a mind fuck. It's a psyop. A psychological it's operation. Weird. That's what that is. It is. Can we actually a little more on the planes? I mean, the hypocrisy of the entire uh, outrage. I'll, I'm just going to recap real briefly my uh, reaction to the pandemic. If this had been a really deadly virus, then we took all of the wrong measures. Um, we'd be fucked. Are <laughs> yeah, and, and the planes. I mean, everybody's still on a flight, sitting arm to arm. And they f- somehow think that they're not going to be able to infect other people for wearing this flimsy fabric mask. Hey, oh, you got a, not- a face diaper on. You're good. Yeah. It's cognitive dissonance. And mm-hmm. they want, like you said, they want the big man on the TV to tell them what to do. And they don't really want to fight for themselves and think about things or stand up because they're probably pretty content making their paycheck, having good money and having things in and their payment is letting the government do whatever they want to do uh, and whatever overreach they have. It's awful. It's mm-hmm. really sad, actually. Yeah. And like every election year, especially even, even here, like not even talking about the US, but everyone hates politicians. Like everyone. <laughs> I, I hate I hate the conservatives. I hate Labour Party. Oh, well, they all piss in the same pot. Yeah, we all hate them, don't we? They're all horrible. They 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 kill the homeless people. They don't give money for healthcare. They don't care about us. And then suddenly, when they tell you to either wear a mask, not even that, tell you to put an experimental drug in your arm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no worries. We'll do that. It's like, where's the logic? These people, y- you hated them like five seconds ago. Which which president said that, you know, the nine most scariest words are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help? That was Reagan, right? Oh! Yes. Uh, it's yes. Reagan or Nixon. Hey, yeah. do you know what? I need to be accepted for citizenship for that. Like, come on. Get me in there. <laughs> That's absolutely fucking asinine. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Kamala said it, didn't she? She was like, oh, we're here to help. Or Jen did. I don't, I don't even know anymore. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know why people people are okay with that, with the government telling them what to do when it comes to that. And I think it's purely down to the fact that I don't even think they're incapable of thinking for themselves. I think it's because they're scared to. I said something in the intro about how they've built this house around you and they've told you you can't leave it. But there's a door right there and you can leave and you can go outside, but you'll be on your own. And, you know, you might, it might get a bit, you know, you don't know where you are. You might go for a walk. You're not really sure about where you're going, but at least you, you, you're out and you're not confined in those walls anymore that the government have put around you. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to be the people that are going to fix the health problem you've got from the drug you're putting in your arm. And they're not going to care. And they're not going to give you any money either. Like, they don't, they don't give a shit. They, n- they never have and they never will, ever. Um, 
Okay, so we're going on our timeline now. We're going to go back to the start. So I've tried to do the best in terms of like the UK. If you guys want to add anything from the US, but these are all little things that have happened which have made us kind of wonder what the chuff's going on, essentially. Like what is actually happening? Um, so we've talked about the origins and we've talked about how we felt initially. Now, personally for me, there was one thing which people might go insane at me about, but when it first happened, I said, nobody should be allowed to go out. I know this is insane and I think about it now, but if it's, if it's this deadly, nobody should be allowed to go out and the military should bring rations, right? Because you shouldn't be allowed to go to the supermarket. You shouldn't be allowed to mix with anyone apart from the people that you live with, right? For like a week. Right. I don't know. Excellent. That's, that's, that sounds bonkers now because I'm like, that's, that's communism. That's... But in the beginning, that would have been, yeah, if it was a real yeah. virus with this real threat behind it, yes. Mm-hmm. I think everybody I... would kind of come to the understanding of that. You know, that's okay. I'm, I'm willing to do that. But the fact that mm-hmm. it's like, no, no, we're going to take some of these things away from you but keep the others but you can walk in those down others to the you can spread it yeah. yeah you can go to into a restaurant and you have to wear a mask but as soon as you sit down because of the elevation you know the virus is going to touch <laughs> you like get the fuck out of here man yeah. shut up that's clearly it's not that deadly or else i'd be dead already like what you're right. gonna kill me for not wearing a mask like why the fuck is it taking so long then huh <laughs> can we speed it up oh, nah, god, god bless great. you know brothers and sisters and all that shit but Motherfucker, man. They God tests me and I didn't study, okay? <laughs> it's true, though. Mm. Me, and, me and Abe were talking about it. Um, we're talking about how they they say, okay, we're following the science. We're following the science, guys. Fauci's following the science. The news is following the science. And it's like the science literally would have been at the beginning if anyone understands even basic viruses or or disease no one should be allowed level. nobody should be able to do anything for a bit and then we're all mm-hmm. fine and 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 guess what they didn't want to do that because that was never the problem and we say nope. this over and over again but it's true it was never about a virus it was always an excuse to implement a different agenda and even if you're like oh no 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 that could never be a thing this is definitely a real virus we're not saying that it's not real we're definitely saying that it's probably real because again they released it they did to affect you because they're comfortable in their rich houses and they they know exactly what they're doing and probably got the drugs to um what's the word prevent them from catching it or which is definitely something we're going to come on to um all their rich buddies, they're not going to mind, but it's you its you that suffers. It's always going to be you that suffers. So, yeah, if we go back to, like, the beginning, if we go back to uh, the World Health Organization with how slow they were in terms of, and all the misinformation that was going on at the time, like, I think personally that, and you'll probably agree, the virus probably came around, like, I even remember, I think I remember Joe Biden in October tweeting something about a virus in October 2019, which was like, what, four months before it was announced? And Do how... you remember all the 5G stuff? <laughs> back in the... Back in the <laughs> yeah, oh, I got but... some notes about that. We're going to get into that because that, that was not a far stretch. I'm going to tell you that right now. We'll get into it, but 
I just, okay. just want to pop in there and just, we'll, we'll get to the 5G stuff because that, interesting. That's We're the, going all the way then. Yeah, go for it. Yes. It seems like do it. back <laughs> in like 1975, I remember the 5G stuff. Yeah, it's been a long year. Okay. Yeah, it has. <laughs> so, um, we haven't even talked about the. Do you remember in last April? I think that was when the George. We aren't going to get too much into the. I love all people. I don't care about the race. Um, but it was like people were starting to catch on that this virus wasn't really as bad as they were saying. And then suddenly the media blows up another thing. And then after that, it was the killer bees from China or oh, some other. There was like consistently every time people hornets. started to realize. The yeah, the murder hornets. The mosquitoes. That's another, isn't that Florida yeah. that happened? Uh, anyway. Probably. I don't know. I don't pay attention anymore. But yes, yes. Like they look always over here. Don't to... look here. Exactly. Exactly. And kind of a lot of people follow that. They're tricked easily. And really what we need to do is look in the blind spots. Look where they don't want us to look. Same thing when you're Googling something. If it's hard to find, look for it harder because guarantee it's going to lead you somewhere. Really important. Yeah. There's a reason it's being hidden. Yeah. Absolutely. It, you touched on this as well, Ava. You were saying how, like, we both were, but you, you specifically brought up earlier that uh, how we are all fighting each other. and We are all allies. We are serious allies. Left, right, whatever the hell you want to call yourself, politically, racially, uh, everything. We, we're all allies and we're all pointing towards the wrong, the wrong enemy. But... Which the en- real enemy is the people that are doing this to us and oppressing us in this way. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's it's really dangerous. Um, everything about this is is should be a giant wake up call. It should be a giant ringing bell in somebody's ear, uh, and it hasn't been. And all we can do, you've, I'm a little bit, uh, they'd call it blackpilled. I'm a little bit pessimistic of, because I my family is very very liberal. And I know how long it took me to really see what was going on. And I'm worried about some people I meet are really smart and they, their cognitive dissonance and the systematic brainwashing of education throughout their entire life has been really ingrained like it was for me. And I'm not even against education. I think education is great, but it's been hijacked at this point for a narrative like who's writing the textbooks. Well, who, okay, who hires those people? And then what is the overhead firm? So it's all kind of connected by, uh, now this sounds conspiracy theorist, but elites. There are people in this world that have more money than we could imagine, more pull and more power. And that's real. And Now ask yourself what they would, what would you do if you had all of that money? Like put yourself in, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, George Soros's shoes. If you have all that money oh. and you have all these properties and that everything, you've kind of already balled out. You're gonna want to control the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, even oh, sorry, you're about to say something. I just need to put this out there. China has been trying to take over the world for like four thousand years. Don't think they're gonna stop now. Like that's a real threat, and people saying it's not really need to reevaluate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That everything. There's things that are happening in China that most people don't even... So there should be global outrage. There should be global protests on every single street purely about the fact that they are putting Chinese people in concentration camps. 
this is not a myth this is not bullshit this is not me going back to the world war ii they are putting them into concentration camps they are making them do slave labor and then if they need a organ for someone who's not in the concentration camps not only will they they take the organ from the person whilst taking the organ or organs from a person in that camp it will be their murder at that time yeah if anybody wants to google that they're called re-education camps yes oh god in germany and that's an oxymoron with which there are Mm -hmm. a lot of recently i coda you you know about the patriot act and they call it a Mm -hmm. patriot act and that's an oxymoron it's misleading it's not accurate because there's nothing about helping america anyway the con- the concentration camps you're talking about, we will be called conspiracy theorists for even mentioning that, but that is public news. That That is mm-hmm. on actual TV shows, and they do talk about it very briefly for 30 seconds, and then they pass over it. Yeah. But that's another of the cognitive dissonance that people hear that, and they don't want to let that set in. They don't want to allow themselves like, oh, wait a second. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. Maybe I should look into that. They don't want that. They want to go back to their, um, I don't know, watching whatever TV show that Netflix. makes them numb out and yeah, forget about all the issues in the world. Yeah, for sure. And it is is if you imagine that they play if they played that over and over and over like they do with, like, for example, the January the the sixth at the Capitol or uh, yeah. you know the. I was going to say the riots, but they never showed the riots. Um, (laughs) Protests and all that. If they played that over and over, everybody would be outraged. Uh, Meghan and Harry, perfect example. They showed that as much as Meghan and Harry. You would feel feel horrible. It's it's a horrible feeling when I was looking into that, and I'm sure you guys can relate, like looking into it and seeing it and seeing it on the videos and understanding that these, these poor people are being killed just because of their beliefs and guess what the kind of the same thing is starting to happen here because we are being ostracized for our beliefs and as much as you know people might disagree with us you should never ever be in that position where you can be what what is this all sounding like again it's the same playbook every so often every you know few decades they bring out the same playbook again and they're saying right okay well these people we don't we don't want to deal with these people and so it's it's messed up and people people again people's selective outrage they put you in this little jar and they shake it up whenever they want and you go off on social media you post your black square or you post because the celebrities have done it like abe said yesterday like just because the celebrities have done it you do it and it's not your outrage you should feel sad and empathetic regardless of whether someone else is posting about it if you see it, exactly. you should feel you it. You don't need a virtue signal. For sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. They want you to be doing that. Like, people people are virtue Ray, do you remember what you said about the nurse, nursing homes? Like, people were posting pictures? Yeah, right? About... Yeah, like, it, it, could you imagine if they went on and on and on about how Cuomo and Boris Johnson here, Matt Hancock, pushed your grandfathers your grandmothers mothers fathers into or received 
COVID positive patients and died because of it and their life was ended without you because you couldn't go see them imagine if they played that every day all the time you would be outraged and you'd be posting squares you'd be, you'd be doing this that and the other and you'd be making your voice heard but they control you so one of the things that people have to realize is you have to start to be outraged because outrage is okay outrage is is not a problem it's we're humans we have to feel emotion but you cannot allow the news who are manipulating your emotions to tell you when to be outraged because exactly you have to think for yourself it's abuse and that's that's something that i i struggled with too in the beginning when i woke up i'm only 23 so i'm going to cut myself some slack here but at the same time like damn i need to i need to wake up um but in the yeah in the beginning it was like i i had to have like my you know, opinion that I would come and think of, I had to have that validated by somebody on TV mm-hmm. for it to be true. I couldn't, it's like, I couldn't have my own opinion at first. And it's, that was, you know, the cognitive dissonance that I had to fight brainwashing, whatever that I had to fight. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. No, no, <laughs> I got to think for myself right. here. I think it's a, a great oh, sorry, sorry. Go go ahead. Yeah, I was just, gonna, I was literally just going to interject and say, that it's like I think also it's a confidence thing. If you're not confident in in, yeah. in in your feelings and your thoughts, do you know how many people are not? Yeah, and, and that's not that doesn't make you a bad person. Like this isn't a, no. a, you know this isn't us trying to say that. Oh my gosh, like people who believe the news are idiots. Blah blah. blah. We're not saying that. We're saying that most of the people that do actually have amazing hearts, and they're just being driven somewhere else because they don't want you to get to the the destination that is the place where you'll go okay actually i can do this on my own it's like you know a really protect protective mother that's like never wants to let go of the child and they're like <laughs> oh i don't want you to do this like you know i want i want to tell you what to do like you, you know i can't let you go it's, it's literally like that and you, you have to you have to like fly the nest like go like go do it on your own and everything comes becomes a lot more clearer when you do because you're not bound by these rules and these these virtue signals and these oh, okay well this week what am i uh, uh, what am i angry about guys like i feel like some people now are checking in with the group of friends like all right so what's on this week guys like what are we mad about oh that's awful <laughs> let me post oh i need yeah i'll post that you post that make sure you put a hashtag on there yeah like i'll do that you know it just it feels like that now instead of people actually writing from the heart or or speaking from the heart but yeah go on Ip. what were you gonna say I was, I, was like, right. I was just going to ask Coda actually about her process and how she started to realize the the bigger picture about what was happening in the world and how we're kind of being having our emotions and information manipulated to follow a certain narrative that people probably wouldn't agree with if they read up on it, but we're being led down this path. How? What was the process of you? How, how deep down the rabbit hole have you explored? Oh, man. Oh, I fall in one every night. Not she everything. Loves. Not everything. You can't go everywhere. But, like, <laughs> the, the process, yes. the, the triggers. For, for this specific rabbit hole, um, it was it was realizing that I had no confidence in my knowledge. And that, that's, thank you, for Ray, for pointing that out because it, that's exactly what it was. I had no confidence in my knowledge because I realized that I didn't know shit. And... I just wanted to know more and more and more and more and any piece of information that I can get my hands on, um, whether through back channels like 4chan, 8kun, anything like that, or from, you know, DuckDuckGo or from people and what they're posting and wherever the origins of whatever they're posting were from. It was piecing all of those 
pieces together like a puzzle and it was realizing like okay i've got I, I may not have the entire puzzle but i've got enough to know that i've already placed them perfectly that i have something to look at and that that's that's where it all came from it's just me realizing that yo i don't know shit and i can't listen to the big man on tv i've got to make time because this is important to me I, it bothered me so much that I did not have that knowledge and that I did not have that faith in myself to make an opinion mm-hmm. and run with it confidently that I was like, okay, I need to make time to do research and just to, just to scroll online on my phone when I'm in bed at night, drinking a glass of wine, doesn't matter. I had that, I made that choice to do that research and it has led me down so many paths and so many connections were made in other areas but specifically with this one i was like okay i can confidently speak on something and then you know kind of people look at you like oh shit wow you know this and it's like you don't and that's that that's kind of the thing that like after i started waking up a little bit that's what really hit me was like yo we need to start people need to start talking about this Mm -hmm. you know you always hear about we need uh gay representation in the media and we need uh lesbian whatever the fuck, disabled representation in the media, whatever the fuck it is in the media that people feel like they need more representation of because in real life, they'll hear comments or they'll they'll hear this or that. Because again, you need the big man on TV to tell you what to do, to tell you what to think. Um, and I was, I, to, to myself, I thought, I was like, we need more representation of the fucking truth. Yeah, That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And that, that was it, you know? army of citizen journalists that's what it comes down to that's like really you know that was a beautiful that. idea and so this was uh, more than a year ago or about a year ago a year ago this month wow mm-hmm. so it happened happy it anniversary happened organically for you like it really happened naturally and you just realized that people aren't thinking straight and i don't want to follow blindly like the rest of the sheep in the herd correct wow and but did anybody bring up a topic to you and they're like hey did you know about this and you're like what uh Only like john i started saying, asking questions okay so nobody said like 9-11 was an inside job and you're like no way and then you went on a binge they didn't come out and say that until i started asking questions like what else is false and okay yeah and that's when those those topics came about and i was like okay let me take this and let me do research on it because I remember that, you know, things portrayed in the media are not what they seem to be. Let me look into it. And I had always grown up with people saying 9-11 was an inside job. Just take on that one topic. There's thousands of topics just like that that yeah. we've been mindfucked about. Mm-hmm. But with just one topic, it's kind of like, okay, let me take some time and dig on this. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to like- eloquently put you have to want to do it yourself but mm-hmm. i was just thinking then when you were talking about it like with people's reactions and when i feel like we, we call them like the herd or whatever and i was i was part of it so like a same same with like all three of us like when you know we're not sat here saying like oh you're dumb sheep like we're we're not sheep you know like at the end of the day it's natural human nature to to be to want to be in a group or or whatever but the thing is with not just the confidence like you were talking about in standing up with with you know this is how i actually feel i've looked at this situation and i've how do i feel after it instead of listening to someone else's 
you know, opinion. Well, the other thing as well is that people have a real big fear, always comes down to fear, of being rejected, right? So they have something that we deal with or, you know, it's not too much, but now and again, we'll have people comment in on our stuff and be like, you're, you, you know, you're, you're a dumbass or you're, you're a crazy quack or, you know, all of that, just insulting stuff. And some people cannot take criticism whatsoever, even if it's from a stranger. So, you, you know, we're in this, this mode of being like, okay, well, we can deal with that, whatever, it's fine. Some people, even if they want to break out of that, like, break those walls down and go, okay, actually, I think differently, are still scared to say it. And there'll be a lot of people that can relate to this. And it's, it's coming from, like, a, a rejection point of view. So if we go back to how, let's say, use, for example, the Black Square, um, there, there were friends, personal friends of mine, who messaged me and said, I don't feel right posting it but I feel like I have to. So mm-hmm. you've got people that just do it because, okay, yeah, well, I'll get that in. I'll get it in. It's Tuesday morning. I better get it in now before it's too late. You know, that kind of thing. And then you'll get the people that are like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck between this rock and a hard place because as much, I, I feel like I'm doing it from, uh, because I have to, because, it, you know, and all of that. And they're afraid of being called out. They're afraid of being rejected. They're afraid of being of someone saying to them, how dare you think differently to us? And this is this is the life that we live. I think that we actually, you know, we have a wine or we have a vodka over beer and we're like, yeah, whatever, sips cup. Like, we're, we're not bothered anymore. But there's a lot of people that are just scared to come out of that. And it's not because, you know, you you don't understand or you're stupid or whatever. It's just literally because it's, it's a fearful thing and, and people are scared to. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, I'm sure this is the same for both of y'all, but when I started to come out and share my opinions and shit politically on the virus, whatever the hell, I lost friends. I, hell, I lost family because they just didn't want to be around me. They didn't want to nothing. They wanted to fight with me, argue with me constantly. And then they felt like they couldn't be around me in person because I'd bring it up or something. Mm. It, that was never the case. Like, people are very... <gasps> you know they, they their little booties clench up when you when you mention that kind of shit and some people and, and some people think add. that like sorry but some Wait, like for example no, when i was was ba- like banging on to my parents about the you know the vaccine and stuff and there was something that tri- like at some point triggered both of them and I, I stood there and i was nearly in tears and i was like i just need you to I, i'm not telling you never like i just need you to slow down i don't want you to get caught up in all of this and, and they're fairly they're fairly good at listening to me but the one thing that i said was i gain absolutely nothing from all of this drama that i feel like i'm causing because i'm you know going against the grain and i'm saying don't do this when everyone like people everyone around around my parents has, has had it and my dad's getting pressured at work and all that kind of stuff which is another story for another day but I'm gaining nothing and I said to them you know I'm doing this I'm telling you this because I love you and I want you to be here as long as possible there's no other reason I'm not I'm not telling you this because I gain anything other than the fact that maybe I'm being selfish that I want you to live longer than you would if you maybe put something in your arm that killed you or made you sick so it's like once people start to realize that when they're looking at I guess people like us or these 
conspiracy theorists or whatever you want to call us um that we're doing it because it's coming from a place of love and protection for the future and wanting people to thrive and live a good life everything starts to change in hopefully would start to change in people's heads but i feel like there's that big that big defensive thing like well why would you even say that what but we're not gaining anything (laughs) like we're not being paid to tell you this we're not we're we're losing more than we're gaining by telling you this you know Mm um absolutely so i'm just gonna very well yeah go on Abe. were you gonna jump in or I, i think you already jumped in i can't remember now i'm trying to Trying to, I feel like we're going off. I'm trying to keep to a timeline, and it's like, oh, we'll go off that way. And we'll yeah, no, throw the timeline out the window, babe. Because <laughs> you know, we drinking and we chilling and we chatting. And for anybody who's still listening to this, I don't know how long we're into, but this is the, really these not. are our podcasts. Okay, we we literally we don't try to prep for them too much. We'll take notes on our own, but like when it all comes out, it's just we we want the most, um, not unorganized but unscripted. Yeah kind oh, of yeah. podcast to put out there because personally that's what i like listening to the most so this is the first time that i've taken any notes and it's purely from a perspective of getting people's names and like times down so that if anybody's listening they're not like where's your source you know that's the only reason <laughs> i'm doing that literally motherfucker my source is history you want to talk <laughs> about 1918 and the spanish flu and the quantum leap of electrification of the earth and shit, and all the electrification of the earth that's been going on for the past 100 years, that's where 5G comes in. Ooh. So, Ooh. just so happens to be a coincidence, right? A fucking coincidence. Love that word. Love that word nowadays. Um, of, uh, yeah, I'm drunk. Okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> you said it right. You said it right. You didn't do a lisp or anything. All right, go on. Go on. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Okay, yeah. So, th- there, yes, there's been a quantum leap of electrification of the entire earth like there are fucking grids all over the earth we're sitting on one all of us are sitting on one right now it doesn't even matter where you are um but every time there's been a bump in for example uh in in the fall of 1917 from remembering collect correctly uh radio waves were distributed all around the world that's when radio waves came out was the fall of 1917 and then all of a sudden about six Eight months later, Spanish flu comes out in 1918. And if you look back in history, there is a jump of electrical surges and pandemics happening shortly thereafter, before a year. About It's about six to eight months. That's what happened during World War II with the Hong Kong flu or the Hong Kong whatever. And um, it, it's, it, it just happens so frequently. And then we saw 5G come out couple months later we have the corona and yes it's a real virus none of us are fucking saying that it's not but ask yourself what a virus is um i I can't remember what scientist or what doctor said it but it it was back in 1918 or a little after the spanish flu and um it was said that you know viruses are are simply excretions of a toxic cell uh they're pieces of dna or rna that butt out of a cell uh they're you know the toxins yeah. exiting a cell. Able, and it's not a cause of one. anything. Does, no, you're fine. It's not a cause of anything. Diseases are created from poisoning. Yeah. So what's poisoning us? And it's the electrification of humanity. Um, <laughs> you're, you know, we're all what bio, bio, whatever the fuck. I'm gonna shut up for a second. 
Wait, no, I got it. I got it. Go on. We're, okay. We are biological no, systems. No, don't. You, you're on fire. Keep going. That's, that's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting nerdy right here. Um, uh, so when you expose a biological system, a human being, an animal, whatever, to a new electromagnetic field, you are poisoning it. And that's what it comes down to. So relating that back to what this doctor said was viruses are simply excretions of a toxic cell. How do you poison a biological cell? It's electric. And that's why it just, it pisses me the fuck off when people try to tell me that, you know, um, <laughs> we're not electrical beings or something. Oh, yeah. And we're oh, just yeah. matter. And it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. say goodbye to your EKGs. Say goodbye to your yeah. EEGs, your nerve conduction tests. All of yeah. those that measure Pure electricity energy. within the body. Yeah. 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 Tell uh, me again that we're not electric. I, th- I, w- I want Abe to jump in here because Cheers. we were having a little bit of a chat. Yeah, Ray, sorry. What was the question? We're having a little bit of a chat about like you you were explaining viruses really, really coolly. And I was like, I oh, was just listening the other day, but I just want you to do that Go again. off, Abe. But Go off. just really quick. Um, each, t- <laughs> each time that, that 3G, 4G came out, there was always a fucking outbreak always if you look back um because i remember reading about this early early on like like last year um and and genuinely i think what what was 4g was 4g like ebola or something and or or some bullshit and then 3g was uh flu or something bird flu yeah and and what people don't genuinely don't realize is that these these frequencies and whatnot are causing issues like we all know that that cancer's got like shot up we all know that all, all of these things have shot up for a reason. There's something messing with us. And, you know, there's no real reason to be... How fast is your phone? Like, how fast is the internet? It's fast enough. We don't need anything else. Like, leave it alone. Now it's just a point of, like, right, okay, how do we mess... Or how do they mess with us so that they can make us sicker? Because we are sicker. I, I know people mm-hmm. are like, oh, well, we live longer. Yeah, but what kind no, of life no. do you live? Like you exactly. live a life they keep of... you sicker for longer. Right. You you're not thriving, yeah. you you're sick, you might live longer, but it's a fucking shit life. But anyway, Abe, go on. Like like throws throws on the you were talking about uh what SARS cov two stands for, I think, yesterday and like all of that, that was I just I just wanna hear it again um, for our, everyone yeah. that's listening. Honestly, Coda I think knows a lot more about it's one of those things that you crosses over so if you learn a lot of information about one thing and then you start reading another you start building bridges between the two topics Mm -hmm. um Mm so severe upper respiratory syndrome is what sars is the first sars outbreak i think it was in 2003 it might have been 2002 or one early 2000s and um well actually i'll come back to that um 2003 sounds right because that's when they patented it interestingly right which i can't wait for you to bring that up too (laughs) um but this current one so gosh where should i go from this first off um in after that outbreak happened dr fauci was head of the nih here in the u.s and under his oversight there was a team that for anyone anyone in the uk listening dr fauci is the let's say without calling him a rat i just did but he's like the he's like the lead guy of 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 like the virology and he was the aide to along with dr burks uh the aide to um 
Trump, whilst all this was going on to do with the virus, he initially said that masks were useless um, and it's just to make feel, people feel better. Um, and now he's like, yeah, you need to wear three. So anyway, go on. Abe. There we go. We can is. get a lot into the masks too. Um, <laughs> it, uh, Coda, you said earlier, like the virtue signaling. I can't even remember which topic we were talking about at the time, but <laughs> masks are essentially the same thing. Um, yeah. But no, the actual virus. So when he was head of the NIH in 2005, there was a team of five scientists who said um, SARS-1 is a really pretty severe and uh, chloroquine. At the time, it was chloroquine. It wasn't even hydroxychloroquine. It was just chloroquine, mm -hmm. which is a less safe version of hydroxychloroquine. Chloroquine is over-the-counter drug like ibuprofen in over 70 countries. Right. And I... Most of them are in Africa because it also helps with malaria. Mm -hmm. But the, the the point is that we're not allowed to have it over the counter. Suspicious. I mean, that if you take it in high quantities, it would be like drinking a shot of bleach. It's really bad for the body. But in moderate amounts twice a week, I mean, there's really no effect. And um, that was in 2005. And this goes back to the media reporting on it. Uh, it was immediately discredited. And I don't care if you're for or against Trump. I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is, and I'm not talking to you two about that. No, it's no, just the general audience. Love that bit, yeah. Um, I, it's, it's not really about, the fact that it is about Trump saying, yeah, he supports hydroxychloroquine, and then it's immediately hated on, bothers me because that immediately says, well, that's politicized. I mean, if there is science behind this, why aren't we following the science and we're just making it a political statement? for what you want to believe in yeah because if, if we um, just if we just jump back really quickly to like yeah. uh for some people that probably don't know it was the drug that um it's been t has it been in use for people for like it, tell me if i'm wrong but like 40 years like a, yeah, a long time like decades this yep. has been used for is it used for lupus um I can't confirm that. I don't know. It's been used for malaria the longest. Yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, well, let's say tested in terms of trials and you know the amount of use that it's had. Whether you agree, disagree with big pharma and medication is is another question. But if we if we're looking at the um, the drug, science. The, yeah, <laughs> follow the science. The drug itself, yeah. it, it was it, it's really reliable and. Uh, it was hitch it was hydroxychloroquine um zinc as well and is it z-pack or something or is that that might have been azithromycin there it's called z-pack but it's azithromycin is it's it the long term antibiotic or is that yep, is it? it's yeah. an antibiotic you're right on so like the three things and and trump said that and if we if we i didn't want to mention the orange guy but if we go back to like yeah the first few months of this happening and the news wouldn't show any of the press briefings and if you're in the uk you know that everyone is sat on their couch at 5 p.m when boris is going to speak everybody <laughs> everybody can they've made a cup of tea they're waiting for boris they're watching the, the channel one right he's on trump for whatever if you think that it's just because he's a an insane orange guy that's fine but there's a reason why they didn't show him on the tv for his two-hour daily press briefings and they were right. they were like two three i watched them all like a sadder 
I watched every single moment of them just to see if he was dropping any comms. So <laughs> all of that happened and he said that that drug would be like a preventable for the for COVID. So it would help you against it in terms of you just take it as like a preventative. So uh, yeah, that's where that drug came from. And like Abe just said, they basically, I think you said earlier, but th- this time they were like, Trump's crazy. How dare he say that HDQ is a is a is it? It's it's. Did they didn't they take it off the market even? At the point that he yeah, said it, it was never really on the market. Okay. It, at least oh, you had to be prescribed. Okay, yeah, but didn't they take uh, it take? This is very hard right to, now to get to get prescribed. Okay, but they they, um, they made it harder. Did they make it harder? I'm sure they did. I mean, doctors are just you know. It, it depends on what doctor you have. If you have a more liberal doctor or whatever the fuck and they're being yep. recommended yep. not to prescribe it then they're going to listen to that and if you have a doctor who's ignoring what the fuck the media is saying and just cares about his patients doing their job right. and what they learn they're going to prescribe you hydroxychloroquine and tell you to you know recommend some zinc and all that shit anyway yeah there, there was a doctor that actually asked me uh cuz I had to leave my current doctor I asked or he asked me before so I had a few COVID tests. I wish I hadn't, but I did. And I had a doctor actually ask me, well, I have a recommendation on a medicine, but um, are you politically affiliated with any party? And I said, well, this is medicine. As, Why as would I care? Question as if that's even a terrifying, question. Dude. That is that's terrifying. Crazy. Your life is on the line here, but are you, are you a Trump supporter? Wow. Exactly. <laughs> oh, if you're a Trump supporter, you... Well, too bad. You're done for. Um, we'll just let you take. But that's scary to me. The high, I want to get more into the cell biology. When you were talking about the electrical currents, Coda. Yes. Um, I don't know. Are you serious? Some people deny that the human body is an electrical current and inductor. Yeah. Or conductor. Absolutely. We're not an inductor. Well, when I when uh, I what? talk about in my experience, when I talk about us being um, energy, electricity, whatever. It's it's more to do with uh, like a religious background with in, inside oh. the conversation, so people are typically hesitant about that. But that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. It in the very when you start, yes, it does come down to that in the very end. Most people can't get that far up the pyramid or the that deep into the research or internal searching. But yes, it does really come down to a spiritual level. Because I mean, yeah. how could it not? We're all beings on this planet. We are. We have the ability to think for ourselves. Most of us, hopefully. Um, yeah. I, so when it gets, yeah, it is. It is, and it's. I don't know how you feel about this thought, but um, it might even be multi-dimensional. There might be higher powers that are also okay, concerned Enoch. about humanity. Enoch. Did you just say Enoch? I said the book of Enoch. Yes. Yes. Talks about oh my multiple, God. multiple dimensions and master demons and all that kind of shit. Right. And it just so happens, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but we're going to go here just for a moment. Okay. It just so okay. happens that they were talking about, you know, uh, scientists were coming out like two years ago in 2018, well, three years ago now, that um, they were trying to make a hole into another dimension. Well, what would the purpose of that be? Maybe to unite these two fucking master demons, if you will, if you want to call them that. I sound crazy and I don't care because nope. you know what? It's, it's truth. Good. So. We have- you don't anyway. sound crazy. It's just a far out hypothetical. At that point, I love exploring any hypotheticals. 
it's hard Same. for me to say adamantly this is what it is, but I love exploring the possibilities. Okay. Same. Um, are you talking about the CERN particle accelerator or something else? In Switzerland? Oh. Please no? tell please enlighten us because I don't know what you're talking about and I guarantee you most of the people listening to this probably won't either. Yeah, I, I don't I, was, I literally as you said that I was pouring a vodka. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, be cheers. Cheers. There was a moment earlier actually that I had it on mute and I was like charming in and commenting and laughing and then I realized like three minutes later I still had it on mute and you didn't hear anything yeah. that I said. Oh we missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um the CERN particle accelerator, uh, I think it was early, I think it was 2015, but they keep doing random experiments, and at the time, scientists were really concerned, so they are trying to create a mini replication of the Big Bang, and they're, yes. they're accelerating, it's like a 10-mile loop underground, it goes through a few different countries, but it's based in Switzerland, I think it goes through part of Germany, and... A lot of scientists, because this is all unknown area, they thought that we would either, if there were multi-dimensions, multiple dimensions, that we would either wipe out a few, or we would create a black hole, or we could create some kind of uh, warped space portal. We actually had no idea what was going on. And, and they wanted to the do it anyway. <laughs> um, we created a new element called element 115 that bob lazar was talking about 30 years ago he is an et guy um yes i remember and so yeah so element a documentary guys on netflix of bob lazar so just yeah <sighs> and and people think he they say he might be a a fraud but he talks to he used to talk to a lot of scientists and they couldn't find any holes in his story or his information they couldn't find a single hole and they're initially they're in the end, he, they're probably, they stated that he's probably legitimate, but uh, whatever top secret CIA base he worked for uh, wiped all of his information and the university he worked for. Wow. It, it was like he didn't exist. So it was hard to prove. I remember anyway, a background check on him and I couldn't find shit. So it, if you're a ghost in the system, that means something. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, wow. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, nothing severe happened that we know of. I'm sure things weird things happen that we don't know about. But this is kind of another topic. <laughs> do, you know, um, do you know what's funny? I was like, okay, we're going to get our special guest. By the way, I love this conversation. I'm not saying that I don't. And a special guest, Abe, to come on. And he can be the guy that keeps me in quarter in check in terms of going off on tangents about conspiracy <laughs> theories. And then there's these two. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. It sounds good. You're, you're the one. You're the one tonight. <laughs> now, I'm not even going to stop you guys. Like This is good conversation. It really is. I was really trying to. I was planning on it, but sometimes both of you would go back and forth. And I thought about jumping in. And I'm just like, uh, you know, hey, Abe, we'll just, just let it go. Jump in, know. dude. Just jump in. We don't um, get two shits. About the electrical currents throughout the body. And the yes. 5G, 3G, 4G. I actually don't know what's going on with that. It's suspicious, to say the least, that mm -hmm. they would be able to um, send out electromagnetic signals throughout the entire world and not have a global conversation about it and the repercussions. Mm -hmm. I mean, that alone seems like a hum human rights violation. Mm -hmm. um, but so at least the conversation should be had. As far as the DNA within, just like the vaccine. So finally, we're going to bring it back to actual medical history. 
the vaccine is an mRNA vaccine. Blah blah blah. It's well, um, technically, is that not? Is technically technically not a vaccine, right? You can explain that for everybody listening, because this is the thing that like confuses me, isn't it? Like, it's it's RNA transported in a fat cell, right? And it goes in. Yep. Because most of the time, kind of. For the most part. So most of it's so so sorry I'm like interrupting but if we go back to basic oh, biology anything that I ever learned I did biology A level so in the UK that's like just after high school you have this like interim before you go to university which is college for you guys so I did mm-hmm. biology and everything that we learned, usually learn about fucking plants it's so boring like all fucking folks <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate plants I don't want to I don't want to learn about plants mm-hmm. um. I always knew and I've always known that if you get a bug or even whatever the hell you want to call it, if you get something that comes in and is going to make you sick, your body responds, creates something. I'm going to make this as simple as possible. It's the T cells, right? But it makes something. And that, those cells are then remembered till you die. As in... If you get that same bug, you come across that same bug again, then you, you're fine because your body's created the cells to deal with it and you're not going to get sick again, right? That's it's basic. To me, that's basic biology at, at, at like a sim- simplified level. So what's confusing yeah. to me with, with COVID, we will get back to the timeline, but is that they're saying if you've had it, you need a vaccine. If you get it, have a vaccine, you need another vaccine. And none of the, the we're trying to follow the science here, but the, the, that's not science. That's, that's never been science. That's complete uh, bullshit, to be honest, because your body should know exactly what to do with, like they're saying that if you get this vaccine, there's too many things going on because there's, there's multiple vaccines or whatever the hell you want to call them um but basically if you have it you need to have it like four times a year Uh, what's that about is that until we die or what is it just four extra ways to try and kill us like that might sound batshit like crazy like they're trying to kill us but essentially why would you need to have it over and over again for a for a virus that's not that deadly like what Coda, do you want to jump in or me no, you go for it. You go, go for it. You yeah. go it. Go, go based you. on like the, this is your expertise, my friend. The cell response, like trying to explain how. Are you still there? Yeah. You just dropped out. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Mine dropped out. I don't know why. Okay, got you. Anyway, back. Yeah. did what? No, just just tell us. Try and explain it like a simplified way how how the RNA because obviously so there's Moderna right, which is modified RNA. And- then there's yep. the Pfizer biotech, and then there's the AstraZeneca, which is over this side. You guys are having the AstraZeneca, the AstraZeneca vaccine, which has been done at the Oxford University down south. Um, that's been rejected by multiple countries. And then now you guys have got the Johnson & Johnson. And I think all Chris. of your three are the RNA. I think that the AstraZeneca is not. I think it's a version of COVID-19 that is injected, and then you build up the the response but it's never going to be the same response as getting the, f- the full virus surely so just try and explain that as like simplified as possible to people who um so johnson and johnson as far as i know i don't think johnson and johnson is an mrna 
I haven't done a whole lot of reading about AstraZeneca just because I don't have to worry about yeah. being forcefully injected by it. Um, and the so a normal vaccine injects dead viral material already into your system. It'd be like uh, beating up a homeless person. So it's really easy. It, it basically it's it's not hard for your body to overcome, and then your body gets used to it, and it's no problem. This is in vac- injecting a live viral material that uh, you you mentioned the fat cells. So it's not just in the fat cells, but the fat cells are where it's soluble. So yeah. your body can, um, uh, what's the word called, um, where osmosis yeah. through the cell walls and actually manipulate the messenger RNA to, it's telling the RNA how to program your DNA. And the, it's programming your body to attack specific viral patterns or cells and it activating it against itself and that's why people have a lot of severe reactions on the second shot because you're literally especially in young people actually if you have a healthy immune system you're probably going to have more adverse reactions than if you're an older person because you do have a stronger immune system and it's being told to attack itself um and part of that is because it's a live virus injection it's not a dead virus um and you mentioned the T cells, the telomere cells. We don't really need to get into that. That's just about how people are infected um, and how people memorize the antibodies in their DNA. And you were pretty much right on that. But nobody really inge- or, uh, nobody contracts the exact same virus or bacteria twice. They're always mutating. So your body probably has a pretty good idea right. what it's coming up against. But it's not exactly the same. You just have a good memory about, oh, I, I do martial arts so, or jujitsu. Right. And how I look at it, like if I fight the same fighter again ten, five years later, I can kind of predict what moves he's going to do yeah. or how he fights, but it's not exactly the same. Okay. So the body has an advantage over that. Um, and quickly about the uh, electrical electricity going through the body. So the electricity is most likely affecting our actual DNA. Very scary thought, but it's almost undeniable at this point mm-hmm. that if you're having any impulse, we can't see it. We have a very small light spectrum. But when you look outside or you look anywhere, where imagine yourself in a literal ocean of electrical currents everywhere, and we just can't see them, and they're going through our body. Mm-hmm. And that messes with the cells, and that messes with how your DNA, because your DNA is actually connected in the middle of the DNA strand. There's a small electrical pulse that mm-hmm. is uh, uh, sending and receiving um, genetic material, information. And we could get real spiritual and talk about our genetic history and genetic memory. We don't need to, but um, same thing with the brain. It's even affecting the synapses between our brain. Each one is a, an electrical impulse. And... Our body is constantly trying to heal itself. The body never stops trying to heal itself. And uh, the more toxins we have, the harder it gets to get ahead. Right. And uh, if we're always falling further behind, we're going to get older. We're going to have more difficulty healing. And that comes back to telomere cells. The more a telomere cell divides and learns, the shorter it gets. And that's connected to lifespan. So 
the more types of antibodies I develop could be a benefit because I have more defenses, but it will also shorten my telomere cells. So, so, yeah. Bingo. So quick question, because this is, this is uh, for anybody listening. I asked my uh, mom and dad what the most obvious thing to them was that made them question things over the past year. Um, just that I could get an idea of, of, cause my dad's probably a little bit more, uh, less easy to get in his head than my mom. My mom's a little bit like me. So she picks up on, on, you know, what I say and what I'm feeling, that kind of thing. And, um, I asked him that and he had a phone call. Uh, I've mentioned this on my stories, but people that are listening won't know this, but he had a phone call a couple of weeks ago. They left a voicemail on his phone and said that it was the doctors and um, that it's nothing to worry about that they should call he should call them back. So my dad has had two heart attacks pretty much. I mean the first one wasn't too bad, but the second one was, which was last July. And um, he's on blood thinners and he's type two diabetic, but we're trying to control that with diet. And um, essentially, <laughs> he rung them back and they'd called him to come for vaccination and he said i don't want one and they said okay why (laughs) which is just crazy because you're not supposed to i don't know why everyone thinks that that that, i don't know because they're gonna get paid they're gonna get paid a lot of money if they give your father the vaccine yeah and i I was telling you this the other night uh for women specifically women it's the gardasil shot and it's to protect protect you against like what HPV or I I don't even know what the cervical fuck it was cancer. but I yep cervical cancer okay my mother always warned me about never taking that and when I went to the gyno for the first time it was like shoved down my throat and I was like mm, no I don't I'm 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 okay and then a whole like thirty to forty fucking minutes conversation of just this doctor trying to Groom sell me you. this fucking vaccine yeah. and it was like a com- I was like watching a commercial in person and I was like okay. I'm out of here. I know I'm young, but I'm not that dumb. Yeah. I'm, d- I'm, I'm out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause wow. we, they're giving that to <sighs> kids, like 12 year old w- w- girls. Like I, it's insane. It's to me. terrifying. I, I didn't they want to fucking make you infertile. Yeah. That's I, what they want. Yeah. I didn't have it either. And then there's the whole thing about the, over here with the NHS, you get a smear every four years when you, so 20, 24, 28, I got mine, two smears. First smear was a regular smear. Second was, but they said to me, okay, well, we're going to actually test and see whether you've just got HPV because 99% of cervical cancer is caused by HPV. It's a specific HPV. There's hundreds of HPVs, but there's just this one. And I'm like, okay. And um, personally for me, it came back negative. So they were like, okay, well, we don't need to test the cells further to see if you, you know, you've got any issues because obviously it's really popular say popular really common to have you know Mm -hmm. in young girls and um i was like okay so what about the the one in every hundred girls who doesn't have hpv that has cervical cancer and you know it was the usual well oh it's unlikely and blah blah blah. it's like no there's there's one woman that's going to fall through the cracks but whatever that's the the bit that i was pissed off about and then i didn't realize until lately and people listening or you know anybody with the background can correct me on this is if it's caused by hpv why are they giving us a hpv in our arm (laughs) to protect us from cervical cancer 
if it's better just not to get HPV whatsoever. And then me and Kurt were talking about this and we both not had it. And I don't know about her, but me personally, the fact that it came back and said that I didn't have HPV was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe it's because I didn't have the jab. I don't know. There's something weird mm-hmm. going on there. But like in terms of the whole infertility thing is we're going to come on to that at some point. Um, in terms of what's going on with the reactions to these vaccines that people are not being told about, which I'm sure if you still, we are now an hour and a half in, it'll be two hours now because of No worries. We're going to have our whole girl podcast soon and we're going to have all the topics on that. Don't worry. We'll love that. Thank you for saving me on that, Coda, because I'm a little lost on this topic. That's okay. Uh, Many, most men are, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's, I want to be that's another reason why we want to talk about it is because, you know, uh, just for women and girls to hear this. And then also, you know, know, the dudes who listen to us, like it, this is your, this is, this is your girlfriend. This is your wife. This is your little sister. This is your mom. Like this is everything that a woman has ever had to deal with medically. Right. Yeah. You just terrified me mentioning my little sister having to deal with this. And she is so brainwashed unfortunately not brainwashed she's just influenced by my parents who were educated in the system and she just doesn't know oh people like that abe and listen to me fear is not the answer it's all you can do man is lead by example when you lead by example through your words through your actions and then when they ask about your beliefs that's when you can tie it all in together because at first they're going to be very nonchalant and very abrasive towards your beliefs and then you can when, when they see how you live and see how you treat people and how you act and how you conduct yourself and how you learn. It's like a magnet. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. Thank it attracts you, them more into learning what you want to learn and it makes them question. And if that questioning holds them back from doing something for a little while, that adds extra time for them to question even more. Right. Yeah. Are you girls going to talk about birth control on the pod? Yes. Yeah. I was going to bring it up. Yes. One. If you do the one. Not yeah. right now. Please. Maybe not right now. No, I don't know. No. Maybe we I need to get us, I need to get us back on track because like mm-hmm. we'll get yeah we'll, we will we're we all will. tipsy. It's okay. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, I'm sure they are too, our listeners. They're all they will have a couple of steps. Yeah. Um, before we get back on track, mm-hmm. I should add that male sperm count has decreased by fifty percent in the wow. last thirty years. Um, wow. Just Fuck. putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not good. Man, um, I want to have kids someday, and this doesn't make me feel better. You know what? It's okay. Uh, we will get there. We'll figure it out. We'll be good. Yeah, and the, and the thing is that that what most most people don't realize is that, and they think it's insane, and they don't believe us. But you know, you just have to go look at it. They they in in brackets the people the people in control of everything, um, and there are because. There wouldn't be, there wouldn't be law and order, and there wouldn't be. I mean, most people are civil, you know, you know, obedient that kind of thing. There wouldn't be this structure in place if there weren't people at the top. There has to be a top, right? So, so even if people don't believe that there's there's whatever they believe, whether they believe they're like reptiles at the top or whatever, there's just people at the top, right? And they control everything. So, if you're gonna come down, they want a. Uh, less people on the planet because that helps them too many yeah. people Can you is define a they for our audience you've probably done this in past pods but i keep getting called out for saying they and people are like what do you mean they and i'm like should be obvious but people could who you don't think like me 
<laughs> anybody else yeah <laughs> well, well if if people hopefully if they like this one they might keep tuning in so that's that i'll keep my fingers crossed for that but like the the the, the people who are above like causing all of this they don't they don't they want what what was it like 500 million or something what is it 700 7 billion 700 billion geez that'd be a lot the 7 billion right on the planet and they want a lot less than that so they'll do everything that they can secretly and deceptively to stop um more of us i think it's probably from a case of we don't need too many people awake the problem is now that there's there's too many people awake there's, there's fast it's hard to control it either to control a smaller population who are conforming to whatever orders they're given. If there are more people on the planet, more people are going to figure out what's going on and more people are communicating. So less people, they have more power. Right, exactly. So they're going to do everything that they can to, you know, um, make it so that we can't have kids or, and like you just mentioned with the sperm count and like we just mentioned in terms of infertility, this is driving right back to vaccines. We're going to get back onto the track with that. Are they going to try and implement something to speed that process up to stop us from being able to, uh, you know, bring new life into the world? Probably. More than likely, this is one of the reasons why this is going on because you can't honestly believe that four injections a year for the rest of your life until you die is to protect yourself from nearly a 100% curable virus without some sort of other reason and the way that they're pushing it onto people is is another thing this whole coercion going back to the first point literally which was like 15 minutes ago to do with my the the call that my dad got to come and have his vaccination he actually he actually wanted a an antibody test because he thinks he's had covid which is this leads back to i think i had it pretty sure i did have it um 2019 christmas 2019 when i last came to america to see my family I was so mm-hmm. I was so sick. I'm not going to go into all of that, but I've not been sick since, and that is completely, like, I, I I'm sick twice a year minimum with with a bug, like flu, cold, common cold, even a bit of sinusitis. I haven't had a sniffle since I've had whatever I had when I was in Texas, which was around the time when it was all kicking off over there. Um, and I think Kota mentioned the same thing as well. She were you sick in November, Kota, that year? Yes, yes. Uh, around uh, Thanksgiving, I was very fucking sick for like a week, two weeks. And then you've not week and a half. you've not been sick since either. Like, nope, not even the flu, not even a little cold, not a sniffle. I mean, we okay. Granted, we have uh, pollen down here, so allergies are very prevalent, but nothing that would last more than a day. Mm-hmm. And mm. there's so many other people that have said this, and there's so many people who have, you know said that they felt so horrific like it was one of the worst things that they felt in a very long time and then they haven't been poorly since so it's it's very strange and most people i'm i'm trying to get into the head of how people might be thinking like right now if they're listening it's like okay well we've been locked down we've been socially distancing we've been wearing masks which goes back to how flu's completely disappeared i don't think in the uk there's been any flu deaths which is just basically a rebrand um Mm -hmm. No one's talking yep. about the flu. Yeah. There's been under 10... I, I literally think there's been under 10 flu deaths in the U.S. <laughs> this year. I'm not kidding. Uh, I, I checked it like a month ago and there were two. There were literally two. Wow. Wow. This whole shit is making me start to like wonder, like, is, is the flu just released at the same time every year? And that's why so many get sick because they need to make like an uptick in money. 
like, oh, it's flu season, well, aka oh, money season. It was a real, okay. a real start. Just real quick, this is a real start that that everybody who had the flu jab, uh, twenty nineteen, start twenty nineteen, was thirty percent more likely to get COVID. Ah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, real, real, if real you study. Can send that article to me. I will. Real when study. When you get the chance. Yeah. And um, you can you can look that up, guys. Not on Google though. Make sure you go on DuckDuckGo. Um, uh, no. Oh yeah. Sorry, think, sorry. But... I think it was thirty-two percent, but because I, I was worried for my dad, because he'd had the flu jab, and and I was like, oh fuck. Ooh. Ended up he had a heart attack, not not COVID, but it would have gone down as a COVID death if it if it had capped it, but he didn't cack it. Luckily, as long as here. he doesn't get the Fauci out you. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like um... he wanted the he wanted the antibody test, right? And uh. Um, on the phone they were like sorry we don't do that and he said but you've said that people get sick really sick if they've had COVID and they have the vaccine oh well we we don't we don't do that we don't check whether you've you've had COVID or not so sorry just interject real quick I whenever I would get the flu shot when I was a kid i can't believe teenager. you did it like when you were that young that's crazy to me i never had that i know mm-hmm. we, you could get it at the local cvs walgreens the little corner stores right. at the shop like it, it's so easy to get and yeah. i stopped taking it when i was about 16 or 17 so prior to then when i would get the the flu vaccine or the flu shot um i one i would get sick right after i had the flu shot like two days, three days after I would get like sick, but it would only last for about three or four days. And then later in that fall, because the flu shot would come out in the spring later in that fall, I would get the flu and I would get it Mm. for like a week, a week and a half. And it was just like this long drawn up process. And I was like, man, I had the flu shot. What the fuck is happening? Same thing. Same thing for, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, me and a coworker used to tally up because I worked at a gym and we used to take tallies because nobody cared in 2017 about the flu. Everybody knew that like, oh, the flu's going around. And if you worked out at the gym, literally everyone in the gym, like 6,000 people would eventually get the flu. And we'd just be talking to people at the desk, taking a tally. And a lot of the people who didn't take the flu shots that year didn't get sick, myself included. And a lot of people who did got sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 like obviously at that point we weren't locking the country down for the flu either. It, and it was it the flu kills people. And so Yeah. Like the flu the flu's gone what to zero to two cases and and most of the people who uh you know into the whole mainstream media listening to this whole lie are like, "Well, we're social distancing and wearing a mask. Well, if that was a case, that would cover us for COVID. So which <laughs> one is it?" And also, you scream at us and tell us we're not social distancing and not wearing a mask and going to parties and and not uh, ad- adhering to the rules that you're doing. So which one is it? You can't have both, I'm afraid. So we have to pick one Let's there. Use the same exactly. logic on vaccines. So if somebody wants the vaccine and they get it, they're immune to COVID, right? So mm-hmm. why are they worried if I choose not to get it because I can't infect them? Mm-hmm. I mean, Also, I, yeah. Also, the push of if you've already had COVID and they still want you to get a vaccine, why would you need to push a vaccine on somebody so harshly that already has antibodies of the virus and they're already protected? Yeah. Yeah, because essentially, you know, us getting sick at that time of year, we've probably already had it. 
we we've not been sick since that's nothing to do personally it's nothing to do with me socially distancing like i i've been doing exactly the same thing as i would be doing i've been working i've been i this might sound crazily unhygienic to some people i don't use sanitizer i don't wipe trolleys down when i go to the supermarket i i'll wash my hands when hands are needed to be washed for hygienic purposes for you know cooking that kind of thing but I'm not one of these people that's washing the hands what the propaganda on the TV is like every 11 minutes or something fucking insane like Me that. neither. And guess what? I live in Florida and nobody wears masks here. Nobody does any of that bullshit. And guess what, y'all? I'm still living. I'm still breathing. So is my family. Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't, it's so cool that you live in Florida. Florida, I love using Florida as an example because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they, <laughs> we really they don't. They don't care at all. <laughs> Like everybody's gonna and... move down here we're gonna see an influx of people who are moving down here and you know what as long as you, as long as no liberal fucking bullshit gets brought down here i, I don't care i don't care the whole... it, it's this is truly the land of the free the state is gonna sink there are gonna be so many people that move down there it's gonna change the weight of the entire state and it's like gonna sink into the ocean <laughs> Fucking climate Gre- Greta Thunberg will be around the corner like, I don't no. dare you. Fuck that how bitch. Dare you. How how dare you? <laughs> oh Greta Thunberg. Oh my god. She's something else. That's well, a whole nother that's topic. A, I was gonna say that's a whole other podcast. Alright, yeah. so I'm gonna go back onto track in terms of because mm-hmm. we've just touched on it, like um what they would what they've been doing here, because not a lot of people really know what the chuff the UK has been doing, but Right in the beginning, when everything kicked off and they were bringing the PCR tests or whatever the hell over from China, weirdly, um, there were tens of thousands of them that were contaminated with COVID. And anybody who's looking at that from just a a pessimist, not a pessimist, an optimistic point of view might be like, oops, you know, must be a bat. And then you've got the people that are like, oops, well you know that's a shame and then you've got the people that are like did you want to put covid into us so that it spread further because that seems that seems what like it feels like because obviously if we look at the timeline back to november and when i said that joe biden tweeted about a virus happening that would affect trump this is all politicized um in october then you would think that they did it for those that actually was released way earlier so that more people once they came to test people it would be there and it would be everywhere because you if it just come and you were testing people and we can get into the whole pcr test and the whole lateral flow bullshit tests but if you wanted more if you really want to scare people and come from that angle you would make sure that the virus was already around and you know kicking about way before you started to test people on mass so we had a absolute boatload of uh, tests coming in that were contaminated, and it was like, hmm, that's a bit strange. Why is that happening? And why can we not make our own? And this is going back to uh, a video, which I'm going to play. Actually, I'll just play that now. But before I do, I just want to touch on really quickly. Um, that's kind of not quick. But I want to get this in, because this is probably one of the most important things that people don't seem to care or think about or even critically analyze and it's 
because there's so many flags going on there's so many flags and you might be like okay what's well what's the end game why is everybody screaming about this well the end game is power and control um that's what they've always wanted they're never going to give you that back um but that's probably a whole podcast in itself to talk about that with the past things that they've been trying to do to us um before covid that you know people may not have woken up to just quite yet but when it comes to the uh data manipulation this this is one of the biggest the biggest parts of this this is the data manipulation um this is not a pandemic we can call it a pandemic you know people can call it a pandemic on the radio it's a way to i guess to you know put a blanket over the term and essentially say this is what we're living through this is not a pandemic this this hits nowhere nowhere near a pandemic level and there's multiple reasons why it doesn't and it's because they are pumping the numbers up to make you scared all of this is a psychological operation it's warfare it's constant it's propagated it's uh, politicized it's bullshit and they're doing this to you so that you comply and you do as you're told and you're obedient and in terms of the the manipulation of the data um one of the biggest things here most people know this even people who you know wear two masks and 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 what have you they know that the statistics of deaths are covid if they're counted as a covid death if they're within 28 days now just because people have conveniently forgotten that there's no nothing else that kills you in the world other than covid right now <laughs> even though there's multiple things, more than multiple things, there's hundreds of things. Um, say, for example, uh, I got a COVID test, um, and, and this, is, this isn't like a, you know, a hypothesis. This is probably a case. Um, I was asymptomatic. I had to get it because of work. Um, and within 28 days, because it's a, a full month, um, pretty much, I... After I'd had the test done, you know, I came back positive and I isolated or whatever, I was killed. I was killed or I uh, took my own life or um, I poisoned myself accidentally or I died in a car accident or anything. I would go down as a COVID death. Now, that's that's not for any other reason other than data manipulation to manipulate everybody's minds and to pump the numbers up to make it seem like it's worse than it is i have this theory that the virus they released because they did the virus that they worked on the virus that they released um was supposed to do more damage than it did i think a lot of us are on the page with that i think that we we fought back harder our bodies did a lot better than they thought because they've tried to weaken us down with you know uh drugs alcohol um you know five 4g 3g all that kind of stuff um uh, pollution just manipulating everything that we you know antidepressants big pharma all of these things to try and make us weaker um and it didn't work as well as i well i don't believe that it it worked as well as uh as they wanted so Essentially, they've had to bump the numbers up to make it seem a lot worse than it is. When, if you actually look at the statistics, like the death rate, might have already mentioned this, or it's coming up, is like 0.18%. 
in uh, in terms of um, age. That's I think over over seventies or over sixty fives. Um, you've got the probably a higher chance of uh, you know being in a car accident or anything like that. Anyway, back to the whole the the twenty eight day thing. That's insane. That's complete insanity. That makes no sense. That's like saying <clears throat> you put something different down on the death certificate because I don't know you you had the flu or you know twenty eight within twenty eight days. We're doing that on purpose. So that's one thing to look at. The other thing to look at is um, there have been stories, true stories, people coming forward and telling the truth about how they're doing tests on people at end of life and trying to get a positive test out of them before they die. They'll go down as a COVID death so they can get the numbers up. And you'd be like, well, what do people gain who work in these places? Well, they're being told to or, the, you know, there's someone higher up. Everybody is in each other's pockets when it's up at the top above us. Um, money's involved. Bribes are involved. Chris Whitty, who's the uh, medical officer in the UK, was given forty million at one point by Bill Gates. Now you can go down that rabbit hole as much as you like, but that's not just because he wanted to give him forty million. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons behind those kinds of contractual um, agreements. So. You've got that, you've got the manipulation in terms of trying to get a COVID test out of people. Then you've got the lies, the death certificate lies. You've got people who are dying of things and they're getting this this lie on their on their death certificate. It's an absolute abomination. It's it's one of the I mean, all you want is the truth you know about your life and at the end of it someone's come along and they've lied and they've, they've written COVID down. There's been plenty of people who have come forward, families that have come forward, people who have DM'd me personally and told me the same thing, that it's gone down as a COVID death and it wasn't a COVID death. Um, this is on a massive scale too, so if you've got that and you've got the other part of, you know, them actually writing it down as a COVID death and then you've got on top of that and this is the thing that most people kind of have the debate about because there's no debate in that that's just complete complete um deceit and and lies um you've got the the debate that we have about well if someone is dying so like let's take let's take my personal situation into hand now um, some of you may or may not know who follow me, but my grandmother's in a home. She's been in a home. <laughs> hey, Zil. Zil. Hey, you saying hi? Sorry about that, guys. Um, hey, buddy. Yeah. She's in a home, and she's been in there since uh, Christmas time. And she's we're on special visits now, and we get to see her. Now, the thing was that we were put on that special visit list, and we, we could go. We have to have a test. But we can go and... Um, and see her now and it was so sad because we finally got to be able to go be with her hold her hand we, we had to wear gloves obviously that wasn't gonna happen <laughs> it didn't happen um and be with her and since then she's perked up she even apparently tried to feed herself today and she's she's not done that in since she's been in there and that shows you how important human connection is um she feels like she's got something to live for when we go. She's not going to feel like she's got anything to live for when the tearing families apart. 
and they are you can't ignore this you can't ignore that the government are doing this how can a carer go in every day and see my grandmother and go home and go to Sainsbury's or go to Tesco's or go see the friends potentially I don't know what they're doing and then go back to work the next day yes maybe they are tested but in a situation where it's not end of life for my grandmother I can't do that I couldn't go and just visit I had to do um once every two weeks behind a plastic screen and I couldn't touch her and all of those things um, really are affecting so many people and we should be outraged if you want selective outrage you should be outraged about that so not to dive too far too far into that but like for example if you know if she came back positive for covid more than likely now what's going to kill her is uh, the fact that she won't eat and you know her organs are going to start to shut down and say she did catch catch covid or it, she had a test that said she was covid positive she'd go down as a covid death covid didn't kill her covid did not kill her and this is one of the things that's happened to people all around the world they've got two to three different comorbidities it might be that they've come back with a positive test it goes down it goes down as a covid death and you can debate all day as to what the cause of death was but they're not going to do autopsies on these people they're not going to make sure the exact cause of death. They're just going to write it write it down. So when you add up everything there that I've just mentioned and talked about, you can see that the data has been highly manipulated. And why? Because in the pandemic, you would see you know piles of, of people keeling over in the street, like all the propaganda we saw come out of China, um, which was fake. Um, you can see videos of them faking rushing trolleys into the into the hospital. All of this is just theatre for us is theatre. We we saw the really early on, Italy's ICU was being used in America's uh, news on America's news station as New York's uh, one of the New York hospitals. It's like what? <laughs> you can't just make that up, you can't just say these are the two different hospitals and have the same images. That was one of the things that started to wake my mum up. That was that was a big thing right at the beginning. So they are manipulating us and um, I'm going to move on now to the video that I said that I was going to drop here to do with the pattern and to do with people understanding that this virus has been worked on and manipulated. Do not forget that there are or were found to be elements of HIV strains within it. This is a man-made bioweapon. This isn't just a virus. And when you start to really sit back and think, why have they done this to us? everything makes sense because then everything else they're doing so for example the video that was on earlier before we started talking from the doctor and he was like you know there's this this massive amount of hysteria and you guys need to stop they're not going to stop do you know why because they're doing it this is the problem that they're causing and the, the vaccine is their solution they've caused the problem to find a solution and both of those things are to affect you they want the population to uh, not grow as the, at the rate that it is and all sorts of other reasons why they're doing this so yeah this the video i'm going to drop on now guys and you can give this a little bit of a listen and then uh, i just want to let you know that we are going to be cutting to a second podcast so you'll have to tune in for part two after this great video and try and remember everything that this, this dude says this dude is great
I'm the developer of Linguistic Genomics, which was the first platform on which you could determine the intent of communication rather than the literal artifact of communication. But we've also used that technology for a number of other applications in defense and intelligence and finance. And most notably, in the early 2000s, my company was responsible for bringing down what was at the time one of the largest tax frauds in U.S. history. We maintained a series of inquiries into every individual, every organization, and every company that is involved in anything that either blurs the line of biological and chemical weapons or crosses that line in any of 168 countries. In 1999, there were a million patents digitized by IBM. And those million patents were the first time human innovation had been put into an electronic digital searchable format. We took that information and we did a very simple exercise using our linguistic genomics technology. I made the horrific assessment that approximately one third of all patents filed in the United States were functional forgeries, meaning that while they had linguistic variations, they actually covered the same subject matter. In 1999, patents on coronavirus started showing up. And thus began the rabbit trail. March 2003, panic grips Hong Kong as a deadly new virus sweeps through the city. In 2003, the Center for Disease Control saw the possibility of a gold strike. And that was the coronavirus outbreak that happened in Asia. They saw that a virus they knew could be easily manipulated was something that was very valuable. And in 2003, they sought to patent it. And they made sure that they controlled the proprietary rights to the disease, to the virus, and to its detection, and all of the measurement of it. We know that Anthony Fauci, that Ralph Barrick, that the Center for Disease Control, and the laundry list of people who wanted to take credit for inventing coronavirus, were at the hub of this story. From 2003 to 2018, they controlled 100% of the cash flow that built the empire around the industrial complex of coronavirus. The World Health Organization has officially named the, the new novel coronavirus, coronavirus the sweeping novel the country over coronavirus The coronavirus organization is a pandemic. An international a public health pandemic. emergency. Well, we know that the coronavirus manipulation started with Dr. Ralph Barrick in 1999. The major characteristics of SARS, MERS, and SARS coronavirus, too, it's a good way for you... Ralph Barrick is the researcher at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, who's famous for his chimeric coronavirus research. In 2002, there was a recognition that the coronavirus was seen as an exploitable mechanism for both good and ill. On April the 25th, 2003, the U.S. Center for Disease Control filed a patent on the coronavirus transmitted to humans. Under 35 U.S. Code Section 101, nature is prohibited from being patented. Either SARS coronavirus was manufactured, therefore making a patent on it legal, or it was natural therefore making a patent on it illegal. If it was manufactured, it was a violation of biological and chemical weapons, treaties and laws. If it was natural, 
filing a patent on it was illegal. In either outcome, both are illegal. In the spring of 2007, the CDC filed a petition with the Patent Office to keep their application confidential and private. They actually filed patents on not only the virus, but they also filed patents on its detection and a kit to measure it. Because of that CDC patent, they had the ability to control who was authorized and who was not authorized to make independent inquiries into coronavirus. You cannot look at the virus, you cannot measure it, you cannot develop a test kit for it. And by ultimately receiving the patents that constrained anyone from using it, they had the means, they had the motive, and most of all, they had the monetary gain from turning coronavirus from a pathogen to profit. Developing and owning a coronavirus vaccine has become a biotech arms race with political overtones. This vaccine gold rush is starting to bother me. Gold rush? Hmm, let's keep that in mind. And so somewhere between 2012 and 2013, something happened. The federal funding for research that was feeding into places like Harvard, Emory, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, that funding suddenly became impaired by something that happened at the NIH, where the NIH got this little tiny moment of clarity and said, I think something we're doing is wrong. And in 2013, the NIH said, gain-of-function research on coronavirus should be suspended. The National Institutes of Health had a moral and social and potentially legal reason to object to research. But the letters that were sent to the researchers essentially said, you are receiving notice that we're telling you to stop. And now on the bottom of the page, we're going to clarify what stop means. Keep going. But when the heat gets hot in 2014 and 15, what do you do? You offshore the research. You fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology to do the stuff that sounds like it's getting a little edgy with respect to its morality and legality. But do you do it straightway? No. You run the money through a series of cover organizations to make it look like you're funding a U.S. operation, which then subcontracts with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The U.S. could say China did it. China could say the U.S. did it. And the cool thing is both of them are almost telling the truth.